Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed, and this particular episode is the Bad Batch Report. 
absolutely perfect noises being made. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and the person who always makes the noises after I say the Bad Batch Report is Ken Nabsock. And this time it was, uh, to me, a perfect imitation of uh, Malakili from Return of the Jedi reacting to yes. the Rancor, uh, but also an accurate capturing of the devastating emotions involved in the Bad Batch season finale. It is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a, a tough ride, a very very tough ride, literally and emotionally, but also mm-hmm. great episodes. Little spoiler: I thought these episodes were great. Uh, we are going to be talking about this uh, epic conclusion to season two of the Bad Batch, a two episode finale season finale. Uh, we're going to be talking episode fifteen, The Summit, written by Matt Machenovitz, directed by Nate Villanueva, story editor, continuing credit throughout the season to Matt. Genevitz, and of course, episode 16, Plan 99, written by head writer Jennifer Corbett, uh, directed by Stuart Lee, and again, that story editor credit to Matt Machenovitz. It has been uh, great to see uh, all the names and, and highlight the names of uh, some people who've been around since the Clone Wars days in Star Wars mm-hmm. Animation. These these director names are, are very familiar, but to see some of these uh, names are really pop uh, and to see uh, the, the evolution of the, the style in the writing has been great. Any reaction to the credits? I, you know, a great reaction. I love seeing it. it's like it's an all star of names, right? And 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 get, have Jennifer Corbett uh, get uh, the writing credit for episode sixteen, and she had one earlier, and, and hers kind of being, I guess, de facto showrunner. That term is such an interesting term. I didn't grow up knowing that term. I know what it is. I know friends who are showrunners. But uh, anyways, all that to say that the, these are the names all season long that have just delivered some of the best Star Wars that uh, for me personally, uh, and I love seeing them taking it home. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I hope that uh, that Jennifer Corbett gets a real big spotlight uh, during the Bad Batch panel at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, let's talk about our viewing experience. This was uh, the the real time for us that Mandalorian and Bad Batch collided. As we've been saying all season, we were uh, trademark lucky because <laughs> uh, we keep repeating ourselves. We were really lucky to have those screeners. It allowed us to uh, pick a time to watch the Bad Batch, set it aside side and give it its full due is just as important, just as uh, essential to the fabric of Star Wars as any live action television show or movie. Uh, but hey, our screeners ran out at episode 14. Uh, so uh, at uh, midnight uh, here on Pacific Coast, we had a, a Mandalorian <laughs> do Bad Batch episode triple header. How did you approach your viewing experience of these two episodes of Bad Batch? Well, so, sub note to this at 1201, I got an email. Here's your screener link for the Bad Batch finale. <laughs> I, like, well, I got it too. Yeah, thanks a pad load, but not today. Yeah. Um, if you anyway. really want to see your email uh, right in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah, we joke. We joke. Obviously, not only uh, we lucky to have them way more serious problems in the world. That was kind of fun. It was, but it was kind of fun uh, for me. It was, it was Mando at midnight and then Bad Batch early in the morning. And I had to avoid um, social media spoilers, reactions, all those kind of things. And I, I found the way to do it because we all have that habit, whether we want to admit or not. You wake up, you grab your phone within, I don't know, a certain amount of time, right? It's just the way of the world. I had, in those mornings where I need to, I know I have the act of grabbing the phone is coming, but I need to stay off social media for Star Wars sakes. I go to an app that is safe. For me, it's the MLB Major League Baseball app. No store, <laughs> Star Wars spoilers on there. And I spent some time reading reading that till I woke up and was able to watch the bad night. 
Oh, that is great. My, my problem with waiting until the morning is, you know, Hey, I got a lot going on. I have weird dreams and then I'll groggy. I'm like, what's going on in the world? Is there (laughs) anything I really need to know about? Oh, a spoiler for star Wars and Marvel. I forgot. I forgot. Yep. Just forget in the morning sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I went for the full midnight experience. I watched the Mandalorian. I did not check, uh, social media. And then I plunged right into uh, the Bad Batch. I had had this this uh, weird journey where, uh, you know, I, I like Black Series, the six inch action figures. I do collect some of them, but I, I don't want to tip into collecting all of them. So they released uh, our, our beloved Bad Batch six inch uh, a while ago. And I kept hoping like, come on, come on, vintage three and three quarter, my my preferred uh, size. And they've released Hunter as a pipeline figure. I don't even know if we've even mm. seen an image of him yet, but that's just Hunter. So it finally got to me of like, you know what? This is absurd that I'm waiting this long to honor tech by owning him in plastic form. Uh, <laughs> So I had ordered a tech action figure and, and I always take photos from Mandalorian of uh, my drink and uh, one of the action figures is like, hey, Bad Batch, Midnight Experience, I am going to take a photo of tech <laughs> and my drink. And sure enough, the uh, the second I allowed myself to look at social media again, which was after I watched the Bad Batch episode, people had uh, responses to the image of, you know, how did you know? And uh, <laughs> no. no. So I was very correct that I could not look at social media, even responses to my own entirely innocent tweets uh, yeah. celebrating tech uh, until <laughs> it was over. And then, I mean, my, my midnight experience was honestly like, lo- love that Mando episode, wrote down notes, really, really enjoying the Bad Batch episode. And it was like, oh, this is, this is great. I'm going to be able to watch everything and still de- be to bed at 2 a.m. And uh, the the... The episodes were so good, but so devastating. I sat up until like 3.30 a.m. just <laughs> processing. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I mean, I, I don't always open my figures. I'm not even doing a not unboxing video. And I took the time to mm. uh, open tech and pose him. And it, it was a little bit of uh, processing the pain for me. Yeah, no, I think Nita, I think, I think that was shared a lot of the community and, and I like, yeah, tech's, tech's been your favorite and, and you have the great tech tribute video out, which was done uh, halfway through the season. So <laughs> you don't even know then, uh, uh, but it, yeah, I, I saw that and you even, you even had used the gif right on the force center. <laughs> I did. On the force center. And people, so the thing we didn't know, it's just Justin's <laughs> favorite guy, which is why this hurts so much. Yeah. But the gif I used too, cause like, yeah, I wanted to really let people know that, that we consider Mando and, and Bad Batch just as important uh, that we were going to record this uh, the next day. So I did that tweet and then I was like, ah, you know, I just want a, a, a fun hey, salute. So I found the gif of tech saluting, but <laughs> in retrospect, it also just looks like he's saying and goodbye, which is horrible. Uh, yeah. Didn't know. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know. So that was, uh, that was our viewing experience. We're going to get into our uh, overall reactions, uh, but I, I don't want to bury the lead. It, there's mm-hmm. so much that's interesting in, this, in these episodes that's important. The discussion of uh, what what will happen next in the story, when will we get news, all that stuff. But I want to talk about tech just off off the top. Uh, yeah. yeah. How how did the death hit you? Were you surprised? How did it hit you emotionally as you were watching? Take me through your journey. 
Uh, this is, uh, there's a lot there and, and, you know, I, I did the crying up front. I'll say I actually didn't cry, which doesn't mean I don't cry at media, including commercials. Uh, I just, I literally had a shocked feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, it, 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 I think it's a, we'll get into the choice of it, but I just, I, I think it is a, a real honest and, and raw and, and, and brave choice to do. Not that I want to see any of these characters die, but you know, we can talk about what we might think happens later. But so I, in that moment, I just had that. And I'm not lying. I think you and I have known each other for so long. I literally thought, oh, Joseph. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, because it just, I, I know what he means to you. And I know what he means to so many people. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 but I thought it was really earned in a way. I just, there's everything about it this whole season. And looking back, even you, know, you see signs, we'll talk about it. You know, there's, there's some goodbyes from tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in this episode there's some lines in this episode Saw Guerrero has a devastating one about leading to this essentially not that they're mm-hmm. Easter eggs, but just like what was going on in the episode so uh I, I it's sad to say but I, I if this makes any sense it, it was one of my favorite Star Wars moments it was yeah it, it was incredibly powerful um it, it 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 hit me really strongly um Afterwards, I, I saw some great discussion on social media of the Plan 99 theory. We've known the title of this episode is Plan 99 for a long time. You and I don't really get into looking ahead at the titles in analyzing, but you know, a, a couple people uh, had what turned out to be a very spot on theory from a while back of this is a reference to uh, Clone 99. Um, one of the first clones that we met who was really, really different, who, uh, was a brother no matter what and, uh, and sacrificed himself for the greater good of the clones and people looking ahead going plan 99 must be bad batches code for one of us has to go to save the rest. Mm-hmm. And then people going back and forth of, is it tech or is it crosshair? Um, <laughs> and, and I, I feel like the show did a great job of it, it did raise the bar for tech. We spent a lot of time with tech this season. Mm-hmm. He went through some great evolution. I think that's what you want to do to prepare for a loss like this. And I think it was done in an elegant way. Uh, you know, I remember watching episodes of the show 24. We're like, this random asshole suddenly mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. ha- has a child and, you know, saved a cat kind of thing. And like, oh, okay, well, so it was, <laughs> bye. You know, yeah. it, it can be done in media in extremely inelegant ways. And I think it, yeah. it, it maybe they tip their hand to some viewers, uh, but I was just processing it as this is a story about change and evolution and definition of who you want to be and tech is experimenting and trying other versions of, of who he could be and making connections. And, and I just took it as great storytelling about tech that only made me love tech more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it only hit me harder. Um, mm-hmm. When I was watching the first time, I think I was almost watching like tech. I mm-hmm. was shocked I absolutely was emotionally affected, mm. but the, sh- the episodes were set up so well with a sense of, um, a sense of doom, a sense of heightened stakes for this mission. Uh, we can get into, you know, how that was done. Um, and as soon as tech separated from the group, it felt like this might be on the table. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went into sort of logical writer brain. And I don't know if that was to 
<laughs> guard my emotions. Warm but logic. <laughs> yep. I was like kind of in shock and also like, well, this is the logical choice narratively. <laughs> uh, I reacted like tech. Don't get me wrong. I am affected. I'm deeply saddened. I do not want this. However, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if one could chart the trajectory of the narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, so I, mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of in shock, but had a little bit of the buffer of, of writer brain. Uh, yeah. and, and when I rewatched this morning, knowing what was going to happen, and just feeling it, I total, uh, gotta be honest, total, total tears. It, it was extremely effective, extremely well done. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Extremely well done. You, elegance, a great way to say it. Yeah. You know, there's those moments in a lot of other shows, Game of Thrones did a lot too, of just the, the character that gets the, the random monologue that you're like, Oh, that's not good for Barrett. <laughs> you know, um, nope. so there, I don't think there was any of that. And, 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 and but look, I mean, not just the season, this episode, I think that's why the second viewing, uh, I was a little bit more emotional because he's even, to, and I'm not saying these are simple little Easter eggs, but like him by them by himself, even when they're going into the fortress, right? He's, he's mm-hmm. sliding, he's separate. It's, it, you just start to see it. And I think so knowing it's, it's that thing of just knowing, oh God, that's a last goodbye, possibly. And we're, again, we're going to talk about theories and stuff afterwards, but in the moment I'm taking this as what it is. So look, the second viewing was like, oh, that's, oh, but, oh, but you won't be back. Oh, even with Omega and stuff, with her, some of the fee general conversation. Um, yeah, the, yeah. These episodes were really affected because of that. Yeah, no, I, I really agree. And I, and I think there's an interesting question of, you know, why do fictional deaths affect us? And I, I think they affect us mm-hmm. in lots of different ways. There's the just being totally immersed in the story and you're connected with the character and, you know, like so many people identify with tech. So it feels like something is happening to you, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the height of what, what storytelling, what art can do is to make you truly feel a part of it. So to feel like this is happening to you, there's that great level that I think is happening here. And then there's the, um, there's the actual loss, right? Sometimes characters uh, die in a movie and that was going to be the only movie they were in anyway mm-hmm. and it's emotionally affecting or sometimes it's a season finale of a show and it's it, you're, you know you're bothered because you didn't want that to be the end of the character's narrative but with something like bad batch that looks like the show is going to continue mm-hmm. there's the actual loss of the character from your life of like mm-hmm. there's a possibility uh and we'll talk more about this but there's a possibility we'll watch two more seasons of bad batch and our friend tech just won't be there there that is the way that it it hits me of like, but this is an actual loss because this story, this squad is going to go on and he very well might not be there. How do you feel about, about those perspectives of, of, of how fictional deaths affect us? I, you're describing exactly, I think the core of it, you, you hang out with these people, you spend time with these people and their, their potential loss should hurt right? <laughs> if it's done right. And, and it feels weird sometimes going forward. Uh, I, you know, all right, fine. I'll make one of my, 15th game of thrones episode reference uh, uh, uh of a show here for us but like yeah there's that you go back you're like oh God, i remember season two when we were hanging out with those friends but it, it does feel that it doesn't mean it's different or, or or not as good or anything as a viewer it's just it, it, it's a loss it's a loss that's why this stuff works so much this is why i think i make the argument that pop culture is is is, is our culture it is it is 
our, our not just our water cooler to discuss cool Batman moments, but it's to discuss what we feel and what we think and what we want to do and what we want to be and who we want to be. And, and these characters drive that and, and your connection to tech, other people's connection with, with, with tech is powerful for so many wonderful real life reasons. So uh, it is a loss of a friend. And, and uh, why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know, but also I think we, we need it because maybe you're going through a loss uh, in your life and, and a uh, potential losses and, and maybe this helps process it. Maybe it hurts even more. I don't know. Uh, it's all our own journeys, but I, I, I think you're touching on something of why it is so deep. It, it, it's like, I always make the connection to music. We talk about music a lot here, but right. That's so personal. That's so personal. So when that artist writes that song, you think they're hanging out with you. They're talking to you. It's not just simple parasocial modern relationships, but it's heart to heart. Uh, if, if the artist is doing, um, you know, what they're capable of, it connects and hurts in that way. So that's why, you know, George Harrison dies in 2001. And that was, uh, it was like a, an uncle left because his music had saved me during a time in my life. And, and, and the connections are powerful. And, and, and the Bad Batch has just, I don't know, in, in particular, Bad Batch has done it more than more than other Star Wars for me recently. Uh, and, and that's not saying I don't love Kenobi. And all this. God, I was so moved by that show. And Book of Boba Fett, there's moments that I love. Mando's great. This show, it's, it's just the 16 episode, maybe slower burn. I don't know what it was. I really do feel that it is a, it's, it's a loss in your life. Yeah. Here. yeah, no, I think you're saying a lot of really powerful things. And I think it is one of the things that makes Bad Batch... Um, not, not entirely different because it certainly is tons tons of Star Wars characters that people are connected to uh, because it was they're, they're this bright spot in this dark time in the galaxy. And even the episodes that are a little bit more uh, fun, a little bit more character building, but, you know, the stakes aren't huge. Uh, it had this really unique like that you and I have talked about throughout our podcast. Other people have, too, of like. Uh, you know, I just watch them play cards. You know, I, I'd watch them just have a sitcom on Pabu because yeah, I love them. I love these characters and I like spending time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that really drove home the like, but I want to spend more time with tech. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And, and yeah. 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 Anyways, we miss you tech. Maybe. Who missed it? Yeah. And uh, just a quick tribute to the actual way the, the, the death was constructed, the way the episode was constructed. There was so much going on uh, in heightening the stakes of it's Tarkin on Tarkin's planet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will save my, uh, my saw vitriol <laughs> for later, but that was a part of it. Right. Yes. Um, the, uh, the aftermath, not just being, it being somewhat inventive, right? It, it, it wasn't just no or slow-mo or things that have become a little, you know, uh, tropey. Um, mm-hmm. It was that, hey, they escaped with their lives because of tech, but that in in a visceral way, right? Uh, Omega's wounds and that long sequence of her disoriented and not even fully aware of the escape. And, and then the, the gasp when the memory came back to her. Um Everything in that, in the rest of the episode, the the visceral shattered goggles, the 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 blaster in Hunter's cheek, trailing smoke from the Marauder. It's just like everything after Tex passing is wounded and limping. Even Az's line of "You each sustained multiple injuries. However, you will all make a full recovery with proper treatment and rest." And it feels like he's not just talking about the physical injuries as he is, but I'm in, I'm taking that as, yeah, 
the loss of tech and also like screaming at the screen and be like, and I know they're not going to get proper treatment and rest. You can yeah. feel it. So I think everything that followed, it didn't, it wasn't tropey. It was about disorientation, mm-hmm. wounded, half strength, trailing smoke. Everything was just telling the plot, telling their situation, but emotionally it made you feel the loss in uh, of fresh and creative ways. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's something very real about it. Even, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying about AZ. It's, it's a, it's a line with two purposes, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I just like, I, I just like, it's, I don't know. The end of, for instance, I think at the end of the movie Rushmore, there's a great secret. You know, at least nobody got hurt. Well, I did, but the, the show, but it still ends in kind of a hopeful vein because that's life and, <laughs> and process and, and moving on. Um, there's something, there's something about what you're describing, just a sequence here, because it's the slow motion, and, and you're looking into Tech's eyes, and, and, and it's horrible, horrible. But God, the next beat where the the train gets back on the track, and boom, and then you go the crash sequence, and that added to the effectiveness of of what it did to me. Because even it's like, all right, the, the one Tech sacrifice is why I did it to the saving it, but then it's just chaos after. I love mm-hmm. that sequence again. I mean, it's always say weird to say love because we got death, we got pain, we got we got trauma. But this, the, the car exploding through the blurry slow motion, uh, you and I've joked and said several times, you have the great way. Hey, I tell my wife I love her every day. I'm going to tell, I'm going to say Bad Batch is beautiful. It's a gorgeous show. <laughs> the, the, the We've been, this medium been around for what, hundred years, decades, animation. Mm-hmm. This, I really believe this show, but specifically a season two has just done things that I've never really felt, not seen, but felt in animation before for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I, you know, a lot of people, you cry, I cried it up too. Uh, I know Pixar movies are great. But I'm not saying that that hasn't happened before. Probably a Bugs Bunny comic uh, cartoon. I got emotional on as a kid, but <laughs> I just think just stuff like that. Sequences like that. It's not just like, it's quote, like live action. It's just doing something specific and special for the medium. And, and all that whole sequence really added to the, uh, the, the effectiveness of, of the death. No, I really agree. And I think that's a part of my overall reaction to these, these episodes is that on one hand, they, they feel so familiar and comfortable because they are building on this now, you know, long legacy of Star Wars animation from Clone Wars, uh, mm-hmm. to Rebels, uh, to Resistance, to Tales of the Jedi. Um, and it's all, they're, it's doing, what all those animated shows have done really well, the characters are, are real and vulnerable and relatable and you're, you're pulling for them. You pulled for Ahsoka, you're pulling for Ezra and Sabine, your tragedy when, when Kanan passes and you feel Ezra's pain. Um, you know, there it's because it's animated, they can really go all out with the, the epic space fantasy of the, the worlds and the vehicles and the designs and the creatures, uh, the ongoing commitment that we always joke about to show a ship land all the bleeping way. Um, <laughs> taking that. characters and places and ideas from live action Star Wars and, and building them out and making them even even richer. All this stuff that, that I think has been done in all of these Star Wars animation series, Bad mm-hmm. Batch does. Mm-hmm. But there's also something new that you're talking about. I think it's because the the animation the actual animation has leveled up so much uh kevin kiner has been at it for so long he 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 continues uh to level up there's also this new time period that we haven't really explored that is so much about trauma and darkness and trying Mm -hmm. to be a little spark of light in an extremely dark time i think that style of storytelling of we're going to take all this 
hope and light and fun and, and bizarre space fantasy. And it's, it's going to struggle to to keep a flame in this dark time that has made bad batch really special and different to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to package what you say and send it out to the world. Cause I just know too many star Wars fans and this isn't a judgment. It's just almost like a, but why, why too many Star Wars fans just have overlooked this show. Uh, and again, I, I, I say that as someone who I, I've, I, I just don't connect with Pixar stuff as much as other people. I just don't, I just don't. So I get it. I get there. It's not just that you're snooty or snobby about animation. Sometimes it just feels different, but I think it's your term leveled up. It's, it's leveled up in a way, uh, you know, the water on Pabu, everyone talked about that. You couldn't have done that five, 10, 15 years ago when Clone Wars started and had the same feel. It, it matters. It, it's not just, again, I don't want it to seem like, oh, it feels like live action. No, it's just, it's doing its own thing, but hitting uh, emotional levels, maybe maybe you, you couldn't do before. So hats off to the entire entire team, all the people sitting and you know, working on the animation, designs, all that stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the contrast between the peace and beauty of Pabu and the, the darkness and horror of uh, Mount Tantus, right? Like, you feel that because the animation is so good. Um all right. So before we get into some of the, the big ideas and kind of analyzing what's going on in these two episodes, the last tech thing I do want to talk about is the obvious question of, is it is it permanent? Um, I, I have uh, some theories we were talking about uh, off air. Mm. Do you think it's permanent? Do you want it to be permanent? So I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to cheat a little bit. You have shared me a theory you have. We don't do theories and predictions too much around here, but sometimes <laughs> we follow the stories and stuff makes a lot of sense. So I, I, I'll i say this right now. I, I heard yours and I uh, really love it, but love it in the sense of, oh God, that makes too much sense. So I'll let you share it a second. I'll say this. I I think it's it's real. It's real for what it is in the moment like it, 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 to... It, look, he, season three, we got, we're all sitting there at a, at a convention and they, and, and Dave Filoni probably, cause he'll still get credit. And of course he creator executive producer, uh, but it'll say, do you guys want to see a trailer? And, and it'll show up and tech will be there. We're all cheering. Yay. Baby. Right. I could see that. And a lot of people made jokes or I, you know, no deaths in star Wars are permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's totally right. It's totally a star Wars thing. There's just something about the emotions of this moment that I don't think it was played for that similar to the Kane and death. You mentioned the Kane of that one is a moment mm-hmm. that got me into so many fans. I, that was a tear jerking one too. And out of respect for the moment and what the characters feel, it would be the, to bring him back would have to be done in, in a careful way. You said elegant earlier. I think that's <laughs> an example. I had, I had a, that's a good word for this example. But I personally think so. Sorry, I may sound like I'm at a sports book, not want to put my death bet, bet down. I think he is dead. Mm-hmm. I think that is it for for tech that we know. But yeah. I say that because <laughs> I slide you in here with uh, some thoughts that are, I think, really intriguing. Yeah, I think you said a lot of great things. Uh, I, I, it does remind me of Kanan's death. I the, the difference for me is I feel like Kanan, for, for me, and I know other people had a different emotional journey, Kanan was was. The, the first time I was introduced to Kanan, my first reaction was, when's he going to die? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Because that was even more of a time when uh, Luke was not just the one who was meant to solve this problem. He was one of the only functioning Jedi a- at the time. And, you know, right. as they've done a great job of storing 
telling that story and they're going to get more of Ahsoka being taken off the board and Ezra being taken off the board. But, but even though I, I, I cried when, when Kanan passed, I was ready for it. I had been ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't ready for tech. Uh, so I do think they're comparable, yeah, but my right. personal journey was different. My, I was, I was, I don't mean to be mean, but I was watching my clock of like, when, when's it happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In that the episode where it happens, it's set up so well in, in it anyway. Uh, and, and tech was an utter shock to me. Uh, but in, mm-hmm. I, I do think the sacrifice is real. The moment is real. Mm-hmm. I'm not in any way saying like, Oh, I, I bet he lived. I, I bet he's going to be, <laughs> he just needs some cybernetic legs and it'll all be fine. Right. Um, I do think that he is gone. That is my instinct in the way it was um, played feels like it is sincere. Mm-hmm. What I am intrigued by uh, is um, Hemlock bringing the goggles. Um, obviously that's, taunting and visceral but this confirmation that remains were retrieved makes me feel like an idea that could be in play is cloning tech either because hemlock thinks there's value in it uh if they have you know hey we we're getting lots of cloning information you know we know from pershing they don't don't need a lot uh one one strand right uh to to make a replica so Mm -hmm. i think it's possible that a replica of tech is created. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be a really interesting philosophical, moral discussion of it'll be tech. The person with the skills and the perspective, mm-hmm. but not the life experiences, not the memories, not the changes that this tech mm-hmm. went through. So the reason that I'm not uh, that 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 is even a ooh a possibility in my mind is because it seems like it has interesting rich storytelling, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like oh he lived or oh they made another one. But this idea of like we have him back, but but because of the entire history of who clones are, they are individuals. They're born individuals. And even then they grow by their experiences that he is tech and he is not tech. He is not our tech. So, uh, I could see something where he was actually brought back. I can see something where, uh, that, that maybe there's a temptation by the batch to go, we can do this. We can fix this. And maybe even an arc where, uh, where Omega wants to, or tries to, or is tempted to, Mm-hmm. and decides to just let it be let go you know uh, i just i feel like those goggles are not done yeah yeah so so, so I, I again love it love it in the sense of none of this is happy but but no. it, it's following the themes and, and and it's obviously what we do here what we talk about here and and uh something that's close to your heart of, of, of following the themes. that's why i don't get into the prediction game because often it's just hey what do you think is gonna happen next in terms of plot which is it's totally fun too because i have a lot of that coming out of this episode trust me mm-hmm. but his death and we're gonna we, you know not step on our theme talk but i think saw Guerrera is the heart of this episode but it's a it's a dark heart it's it's mm-hmm. a, i think he's the thesis thesis please of this episode uh we'll get into that so but that's why that leads me thematically to text death being real real as we know it now and, and they won't pull back from that and what you're describing to me is goes deeper into what the show i think specifically the season's done clones are property no they're people you got the debate 
and even Tark in the debate will get will get into the debate mm-hmm. at the table. But it, what that's the debate there? Are you sure we want to do this? I serve with them. They seem pretty cool. I serve with them. They did not seem cool because they seem to form personal. That's what's at stake. And and, mm-hmm. and 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 we're not just. It's not clones for sci-fi sake. Um, what what the emperor wants to do is impossible. We don't quite know what that is. I know everyone's excited about maybe bigger connections, but we no secret that the Palpatine's been thinking about cloning stuff and what you can do with it for a long time. Zillow beast, all that stuff. Um, the fact that the clone army exists, like all that's there mm-hmm. and asking why, and the entire clone seven seasons of clone wars over a large amount of time has been about who are these clones, the property assets. What are they? And and what you're describing, tech coming back or tech being involved, Hemlock being there, the goggles. It could be as simple as I'm thinking of the Return of the King, uh, director's cut version of the mouth of Sauron comes out and throws the chainmail that Frodo had and says, "Oh, he's dead," and he isn't. And hope lives. It could be that the goggles could represent that. But I, I really think um, you got this great villain in Hemlock right now, and mm. there's some thematic power. What you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it will become more clear as we learn more about the next step of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I definitely hope there's a season three. Uh, if not, I hope that there's a really great film. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, uh, I, we had talked about, so we should own it, that we were both getting mm-hmm. um, end game vibes of they're going to rescue Crosshair and retire on Pabu. And there was definitely some of that, but uh, nope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A lot more story introduced, so so it was like the the horror of losing tech, and then the hope of where will the story go. And I think you know, yeah. as as this story reveals itself of what's next, what's at stake with the newly revealed sister, I think there might be uh, a, a tech's presence will be felt if it is the, mm-hmm. the choice to clone him, the choice to not clone him, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or just his memory and his sacrifice and, and what it means and how it should be looked at and processed. Uh, I think, you know, tech's not, uh, tech's not dead in that way. Hey, you're breaking my heart with this to clone them or not, as if it comes down to Omega making a decision and having to let it go. It's similar to worlds between worlds. You can't save Kane and you can't go back. God, that's, that, that'll hurt. Um, but again, it's, it's, you're right. Uh, Oda, we, 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 there was the, the thought of you and I, that you and I had uh, of, Hey, this season two might seem to be it. One, one, I think we should just business wise, right. It's so tough to predict what's going on with streaming, even though animation, you know, the lead time is very long. So you could think that, Hey, maybe they got season three already, but things change rapidly just because the show's ready. Doesn't mean they don't mothball it. Right. Just because we mm-hmm. have sitting there. Uh, look at Clone Wars uh, season six is a great example. So I think there was some fear on our part on that. Um, not that we're living in fear, but just some reality. Uh, but thematically, again, the themes, it all, it wasn't, uh, as you're, you know, you suggested, we talked about, hey, retirement on Pabu is still at play, but they're not joining the rebellion. The rebellion, as we know, it is definitely not formed yet. Rex is off. He's on quote a mission like that. Echo saying the stuff of it's about saving our brothers right now. Um, that stuff seemed to have a, you could then t- that this show is wrapped up and now we can go experience something else. Maybe spin off the, the Rex and echo hour. I, I'm all for it. <laughs> they, in this finale, not only, yeah, I'm pretty confident a third season right now, but it just, it, it goes, yeah, you know, these themes are still at play. And now there's some more things to discuss about those themes that to me, it still is about the clones, the brothers, the sisters, the identities of the clones, and and not necessarily we're all forming up cells to join Luthen, uh, Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, and Perrin. No way, he's out. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe at this time he's in. Um, you know what I mean? And, and so that's why I still think, you know, 
I still think we're dealing with that to the, to the end. No, I really agree. I think that um, a lot of the uh, possibilities are still there. And I'm excited that there's more storytelling because I think they uh, it deserve even more room to breathe. Uh, but I think we're kind of right in them in them setting up uh, the possibilities of, of where this could go. So, uh, yeah, let's get into that. Was, that was just our quick overall look. Now let's really dive in. <laughs> God let's bless see. you, four setter fans. You go on long journeys <laughs> with us and I love you all. I love yeah. you all. Yeah, I mean, I just felt like we needed to talk about the tech of it all at the top. And hey, yeah. we're not done. Uh, we're going to dive into the big themes, the ideas at stake in the, this uh, two-part finale. Um, I think we're going to similar places, uh, but maybe have some different words for it. So I'm very curious to see how you uh, how you thought about what was at stake in these two episodes. Where'd you go? Yeah. All righty. Let's see the big ones. I, you know, this one of those, uh, one of those moments where I, yeah, I, I definitely have some notes, but I, I really kept focusing on two big ones here. And I think there's this continued, uh, continued thing here, about we got clones as people, right? Which seems like almost a generic jokey bumper sticker, but it's about making choices for themselves and, and, and making choices for the benefit of others, as opposed to the property they're viewed as, uh, definitely by Hemlock saying that, um, I even love some of the stuff later on with him. Like, just I'm fascinated by your paternal instincts, Hunter. Like, do you think you're people? Like, there's that kind of angle. Uh, there's no choice. Uh, oh, they'll, 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 they're property. They'll have no choice to submit to my uh, things. But, not, but the other side of that is, is, is you know, again, they, they were viewed as assets by the Republic from a certain point of view. I'm not saying that everyone thought of them as just that in a cold sense, but we've seen that struggle. Uh, we saw the pond crawl of it all, but even some of the Jedi having to, you know, how do you form the bonds? Yoda's lessons from the beginning, the very beginning. Um, but I, and, and I was in my head of like, what does that really mean? Got it. Clones are people, but about making these choices, Hemlock saying they have no choice. And then you got tech making a choice uh, and making a choice for others. Was, was was a big one for me. And then I'll just I'll slide in here and we'll we'll, 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 we'll keep going. But that leads into I, I'm not just making a Last Jedi reference, but save what you love, not fight what you hate, right? Or as I call it, Saw Guerrero's slide into madness continues. And out of that, the the the, the finer pinpoint theme I, I want to put out there, Joseph, is uh, that line. I think you and I are talking about you. you and I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of paraphrasing some of it. You know, Saw saying, "Hey, you want me to save you?" few prisoners were trying to take down an empire and then him saying that uh you know you you have to sacrifice for the greater good and my thing out of that is then what is the greater good and this is a mm -hmm. this is an episode and a series that's analyzing that as well greater good awesome what is that and this 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 these, these two episodes kind of zeroed in down on that for me Mm, I love that. I, I really love a, a lot of the ideas you're talking about. I love focusing on on Saw's line of sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. This is one of the lines where where the the character that uh, I think we disagree with, and I know personally, I'll say I disagree with. I'm viscerally furious at Sagara. <laughs> yeah, can, well, can I? Can I? Because I, I, yes, I love Sagara, but I love that every time Sagara shows up, someone who has a righteous you know, anger, right, a right to righteous anger because of what's happened to him. It is this big question of how do you deal with that and what can become of you during that. And, and I, and that's, that's one of those things of similar, our love of Palpatine. I love Palpatine because of what he represents and Forrest Whitaker and, and um, um, God, what's it, Andrew uh, Cushino, right? Um, mm -hmm. I didn't raise, I always apologize. Um, who does this voice? They do such a great job because anytime he shows up, I'm like, oh, we got some philosophical questions to deal with, don't we? Yep. 
and, and I don't get me wrong. I love the character. I love every yeah. one of his uh, appearances. I think he's a fascinating, important character. Uh, but I think in many episodes of, of his various appearances, you've been like, well, he's he's rough around the edges and he's, you know, you know, make some choices that are, you know, you wouldn't want to make those choices during peacetime, but maybe you got it during war and mm-hmm. Hey, is saw right. Is, is Mothma being too cautious? Do you need to push forward? Like all, all those things have always been on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there was a lot here that in this episode that pushed forward. The idea that we've talked about before is why is saw doing this and what is he accomplishing? Mm-hmm. What did he accomplish in 19 years that yes, the empire is horrific and the empire must be fought, mm-hmm. but are you just lashing out in anger because it makes you feel better because it makes, you know, every, every Imperial you kill, you feel like you are getting mm-hmm. back for Stila. You're getting back for losing on you, you every scar that they've given you, you're given back to them. Is that mm-hmm. where it's coming from? And if that's where it's coming from, are you actually accomplishing anything and what are you hurting along the way? And, mm-hmm. and I think he says the line sacrifices have to be made for the greater good, which is also the philosophy that leads tech to uh, execute plan 99 mm-hmm. and make a sacrifice for the greater good of the squad. But there's a contrast of saw this, the, the fight, the thing that saw is fighting for is ill-defined mm-hmm. and ineffective. And what tech is fighting for, uh, what Rex and echo are fighting for all the fights that we've seen the bad batch do have been precise and they could tell you exactly what the greater goods are. Like mm-hmm. in, in the con side, we took these risks in the pro side, we brought Gungi back to his people. We know what the greater good was. We know exactly what we were risking for and why. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. this whole episode, what happens to tech hinges on why are you doing this? What exactly is it, is it uh, accomplishing? And the, the overall way that I kind of looked at this big picture theme is the idea of evolution versus repetition mm-hmm. and the bad batch really representing inability to grow, to change, to adapt versus saw just punching the same wall and barely making a crack and claiming he's making a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, the, just to kind of go into some of the, the details and the the supporting evidence, right. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the bad batch is a squad and as individuals really challenge themselves, uh, uh, to change and all of the horror that is rained down on them in these episodes is explicitly because of the repetitive choices of saw and Sid who cling to repetitive, destructive ways. That's my big picture thesis. Yep. But if you look at what's going on in the episode as a squad, you know, th- this discussion about evolution has been hanging over them since the beginning of, uh, you know, uh, who are we now that we're not soldiers, of the Republic, are we mercenaries, rebels, bounty hunters? Are we like Exo, echo and Rex saviors to the helpless? You know, what are we? Um, saw kind of reframes that big picture choice for the squad uh, when he, you know, references, I believe, what, the second episode uh, and says, I told you on Andron, you had a choice to make look like you've looks like you've chosen. Right. Of Just like there's no other choice than to just run screaming blasters blazing yeah. at the Empire. 
And finally, after all of this, uh, these, these whole two seasons of storytelling, Hunter and Record do make their, their decision. And, and we get this great quote from Hunter saying to Omega, the galaxy has changed and so have we. It's time to put being soldiers behind us for good. Mm. Hunter is directly answering the question of the show. He's answering uh, mm-hmm. Saw's question about make a decision. And what he's saying is, hey, every instinct in my body is to be a soldier. Come up with a plan, make a list of targets, go hit them. Mm-hmm. And that that's how you do it, right? But Hunter's looking around and acknowledging that doesn't work anymore because the galaxy isn't the same. The fight against the empire isn't the same as the, the clone wars. And if what's most important to me in my heart is the squad, keeping them alive, helping people who I come across who need help, then I'll do that. Then I'll be that I'll change. And for Hunter to be the one who says it, I thought was, was really powerful in these two episodes. Um, I got some more thoughts, but I want to pause there and get your reaction on that. That clear sort of like saw states, you should make this rigid decision that I've been telling you, which is basically don't change, be soldiers. Yeah. Versus Hunter finally going, no, I want to be something different. Uh, thank you for handing me the the armor hammer that uh, we can talk to. The, uh, no, 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 no. I, I joke. Uh, I love this. Uh, there's so many things there. Um, and I always joke that I'm, I'm, I'm like Wrecker and I just boil things down to bumper stickers. Uh, I, I want to make sure some of the stuff you say is so profound, but in this wonderful way that you can carry on um, with you and not just me as a podcast partner of you, but as a listener, evolution versus repetition is, is beautiful words there, friend. And, and it's so much of what it's about. Um, I'll start about the hunter of it all. Cause we've, we've been, all of us have been asking, right? There's a little bit of times yeah. even frustration with Hunter. Come on, man. Come on, join <laughs> right? the fight. Join the fight. And so when echo comes in and kind of says a couple episodes ago, and this is maybe general, but like, you know, like, Hey, it, 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 it's, it's more about saving our, our, our brothers. I put quotes around that, that also means sisters and everything. And just fellow mm-hmm. clones. Um, that's more what this is about right now. We, we are far removed and, and it's not like echo and, and Rex are saying, Hey, we, we, we might form a rebellion. I hear there's some things here. There's this guy, Dodonna. It's none of that. It's none of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it's a spiritual rebellion, but it begins with that. That's what our mission is. And so that starts changing the game. And so exactly what you're saying, Hunter to have this moment. He, he, you say he answers the show questions. He answers himself. Finally. Yeah. Everything's changed. This is what we got to do. We got to be part of that. And, and the focus the shift, uh, uh, the, obviously not working with Sid no more. I guess that's officially done. Um, <laughs> here's my Sid thoughts. God damn it, Sid. Even though that was pretty, pretty much one of the safest bets to happen. Like, I think everyone's mm-hmm. like, chips done. Oh, Sid, maybe because I love Rio Perlman so much. Anyways, but so from that, I want to go back to a little bit of the Saw stuff here. Is, 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 you're so right. I think um, Saw is such a great character because you can, Number one, you understand a lot of where it comes from. A lot of his mm-hmm. quotes make a lot of great sense. They're they're inspirational. They're posters. They're uh, they will not take our land type of stuff. I'm thinking of that line that a lot of people reference. You know, the empire treat. I'm paraphrasing. The empire treats us like criminals. At least I I act like one. Right? He says that to Mothman. That I've seen people put that out there. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah, there's some inspiration to it. But what what is the actual thing? You, you had some great thoughts of, of Saw when he shows up in in Andor. That's kind of what's going on. You, great, buddy. You're still where you started 19 years ago when we left you. You're still doing it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that the, what you're kind of touching on is, yeah, you could have those conversations. Does removing Tarkin have some value? I, I, I could think so. Yeah, I could think so. Uh, Krennic, all these things. Sure, 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 sure. But what this show is doing, we have the benefit of knowing something about Saw, that it doesn't really work. We've seen that. We know mm-hmm. that. There's some great things along the way. There's some great maybe intentions, but we know he's this character that represents this stuff. So to me, the show using him here wasn't a fun Easter egg. It was, it was I love sauce. He shows up great. It wasn't a fun Easter egg. It was a statement. It was a statement mm-hmm. on Saw and all the thoughts on how to do this. Save what you love, not fight what you hate. It's not just a wonderful quote uh, from a movie. Some of us, most of us, maybe many love. Uh, <laughs> It's not just that, but it, 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 this show is like, let's, here's the guy who keeps bleeping things up, but he does it. And you might get behind him because a lot of people do. I love mm-hmm. the battle. The, the Jedi Fallen Order stuff with Saw is great too, because that's, you're seeing the people going, his own people are going, ah, why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. Turn to question. So it's not just that Saw's a bad guy, a bad character. Everything about him starts from a, a absolutely honest, truthful, I get it place. And to mm-hmm. see it, I think the first, for the show to use him in this way in this episode was so purposeful. It was wonderful. And I loved it. No, I, I really agree. And I think you can find isolated moments where like, yeah, hey, Saw, Saw pushed other people forward and, yeah, you know, totally. he's he stayed true to you. have to take action. All those things. But that Last Jedi line from Rose is so good because it takes so much philosophy that existed in Star Wars and it makes it into something, uh, an ideology that you can hold and wield and express quickly. Um, And it's, it's a torture test to see are is what we're doing going to be productive? Because if we're just lashing out in anger with no mind of, is this really the best for the big picture strategy? It's not going to be effective and it's not going to help anybody in the long run. It's maybe even going to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas if you're like, you know, I'm, I'm we're, we're saving what we love of then that's a mindset of how is this going to help in the big picture? Is it truly strategically valuable? It's not the question of should we do something or not do something, which is the way saw seems to always want to, to frame it. Right. Yes. Yes. It is. Is this going to be valuable, which is what tech puts to him. Right. Of saying like, uh, they're, yeah, Tarkin high stakes, but there'll be another Tarkin. I mean, you know, tech doesn't, I don't think really knows this, but hey, Thrawn got took got taken off the board and now Tarkin's here. And if Tarkin gets taken off the board, who else will be there next? You know? Yeah. Um, is that really what we're trying to do? Um, so I feel like this contrast is, is made massively. Um, mm-hmm. Go back to just the Bad Batch themselves for a minute to show their sort of um, success at evolving right uh it's not just the, their big hunter and records big decision of it, it's okay to go back to pabu this whole mission is the bad batch pushing themselves to change and it comes out in um not even to change but to show their growth and it comes out in fun fun little jokes right but like they're not usually good at quiet infiltration <laughs> but Mm-hmm. They have to be because this is a situation for them where going in blasters blazing isn't going to accomplish what they need right now on this mission. They need information, not destruction to save crosshair to save and the rest of the clones to save what they love. Uh, and, it, and it comes out in funny ways of, you know, echo saying no tanks and no explosions this time record. Right. Um, 
But we watched them through these two episodes, almost all individually push past fears and anxieties and, and, and demonstrate new learned skills. Um, it's a joke, but but we see Wrecker facing his fear of heights. Uh, we see Wrecker uh, acknowledging and working with his lack of subtlety, right? Of knowing that I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, this is not a noisy one. And uh, we see Omega, who is wanted to be, you know, an equal member of the squad who takes risks, venturing out on her own to put the tracker on the ship. Uh, per Wrecker's suggestion, Wrecker is there not just worrying about her and containing her, supporting her as a full member of the squad. Um, so it's a small thing with echo, but I like how we are reminded of, he is aware that the empire systems have evolved partially in response to the big, loud, explosive things bad batch has done in the past. Mm-hmm. He's aware for this, you know, Hunter makes this, this big decision that we already talked about. There's all these uh, images of uh, change, growth, evolution, perhaps the biggest tech gives his life for literal forward movement. Mm-hmm. That's one of the mm-hmm. things that makes it so powerful and so painful to watch him fall and to see that train engage and fly forward. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's literal in the, in the visuals. And I think the, the stasis and the repetition uh, of saw is there too it's um this uh his blood blunt angry pointless attack um Mm -hmm. it literally is shown to stall the batch's evolution (laughs) the batch is moving forward they took a massive risk did a mission that they're not normally good at to keep it quiet and they were on their way out even after saw bleeped it up Mm -hmm. and his pointless angry just wanting to hurt them to hurt them mm-hmm. attack literally stalls their their physical movement forward and tech has to give his life to get that forward movement back it is saw's fault it is tech's choice but it's saw's fault and i i will give you the talking hammer back <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that's important oh. to me is tarkin his planet uh, mm-hmm. if, if you know those things, those are high stakes. It makes it even more frightening that they are there. If they're caught, they are in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see the image of this fortress, you know, embedded in rock above the clouds, it's, it's so brutal and it's such strength and all of saw with his, his fury and his commitment that attack is the right thing. He, he wounds the base a little bit but it shakes. nowhere it shakes, it, shakes. it shakes a little bit but nowhere near enough to crumble in that image that idea that is the empire right now and that's what saw won't reckon with the empire is too strong mm-hmm. what the galaxy needs is what rex and echo are doing what the bad batch has done rescue people help them get them back on their feet build coalitions save what you love to prepare for the fight in the future because this isn't the fight right now you're just yeah. you're you're throwing eggs at a tank and patting yourself on a back Sagarera, <laughs> and you got tech killed for it work it out work it out <laughs> that's, that's right right you're gonna watch it. no i love this um i love this take the talking hammer all day um no no it's yours yeah. now because i just wanted to get through that picture that the, the movement versus yeah. the mm-hmm. you know the the lack of movement the lack of effect of saw's petulant little raid that mm. 
that tech tries to talk him out of, I feel strongly about, obviously. Yeah, well, we, obviously, no, no, obviously, because he, yeah, he hurt he hurt, he hurt your boy. No, he, he got your boy killed. No, um, it, because uh, there's so many wonderful things in there, because I think it's, again, going back to even just the lines of Saw and what he represents, it's easy to do what Saw does. If you if you ain't blowing him up with me, you ain't doing nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Easy to get me out, because that does sound good. It probably feels good. When he pressed that button, oh, he probably felt so good throw that egg at the tank. He turned around and walked away and said, let's have omelets. And, 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 and the, and the thing shakes. Krennic gets a little nervous, you know, <laughs> Ramadi's a little like, well, I don't like this. And Tarkin's like, don't worry about it. And, and so again, we have, the, we have the benefit of this, but we keep going to, you know, the, the, the save what you love, uh, you know, not fight what we hate thing. Great. When we've all been familiar with that for years, but you're so right. It's just connecting to what's been present in star Wars since the very be- beginning. I, 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 I think we could say safely. Um, but this, th- what, the, the two the measure them out. This is that that statement, that philosophy in action. What has tech done? His stuff has has literally saved people, sent them forward, as you pointed out so well. And Sive destroyed some ships and some troopers, and that's it. You you have fought what you hate and got nothing. You you, you save what you love, and, and potentially you live for another day and and live for the fight. And and all this to say, my final I guess point in this section of our conversation about it is is. It's so again, it's easy to look at what Saw's saying and going, yeah, might makes right. Let's go do this. Let's take some rocket launchers and, and fire them at a, at a mostly civilian event as he does in, 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 um, in, uh, the, the, the book, um, uh, the rebel rising, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that there, but, but, but to, to, to it's all, so it's easy to be like, well, are you, are, Ken, are you suggesting we shouldn't f- fight? No, to mm-hmm. your, the, the fight will come. This is, stronger this will make us stronger for the fight and this will make the fight have more impact and 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 fight i don't necessarily suggest in real life that that's you know the action the the actual physical action that we're here to take and sometimes the real world and star wars can mix in in, in, in dangerous Mm -hmm. confusing ways i want to be trying to to be clear about that but that that whatever quote the fight is capital f to you uh in order to make it stronger, you got to build from here, and it begins with what you're seeing here. Uh, that's what Rose is saying. That's what Star Wars is saying, and that was that's what Tech did in this episode. Yeah, no, I I really agree with you, and and uh, I think it's great to make it clear that yeah, the question isn't to fight or not to fight. It isn't just oh step back and assume that things will get better eventually. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not any of. Uh, of those things and there are moments i think where the rebellion stalls out and they need a push from somebody like uh, Jin or uh, mm-hmm. radis or even saw himself sometimes but in this instance everything was in that scene uh when hunter and tech confronted saw and uh his friend who he got wounded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perhaps killed and, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know another nameless casualty um so hunter kind of makes the argument of like we're trying to save what we love. A bunch of clones are being experimented on and imprisoned. We are here to save what we love. And Saw is here to fight what he hates, to just bring down the empire. And tech makes the very logical argument of like, well, they're just going to be replaced. And there's actually a lot of valuable Intel. So nowhere in that conversation is don't fight, just sit back and accept it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, It is. How are we going to, move forward how are we going to fight what's the smartest way to fight what's going to get us what we actually want in in the long run and and you're right these conversations can bleed into the real world um mm-hmm. and, and and i do not want to take anyone's anger away i think a lot of people have every reason to be 
angry and every reason to have a lot of fight in their in, in their spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we should. But, you know, I'll, I'll pull back to just something that that affects me because uh, mm-hmm. there are things out there in the real world that that affect other people more directly and have different lived experiences. And I'm never going to tell them how to how to feel uh, yeah. or how to respond. But for me, like just for, say, voting, there are, you know, policies that that matter to me that, you know, um, my mother needs a specific kind of care that if if certain policies uh, happen, she's going to die. And if other policies uh, happen, she's going to live. It's life or death to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to just uh, swear at people <laughs> on social media, <laughs> but, but that's not going to do anything. The small, annoying, painstaking work of trying to build voter bases so more people vote, that is actually going to make a difference. It doesn't feel as good and it doesn't feel as direct or as immediate and it doesn't feel as much like I'm doing thing as if I send, you mm-hmm. know, a, a tweet using all of my anger and wit and get 8 million retweets. That's not going to do a damn thing. But yeah. me convincing one other person to vote is. Uh, yeah. No, we're tipping into the real world, but I, it, yeah, I, but I just, I, I, that's why I feel strongly about this. It's like, I agree with you, Saw. But how are we going to accomplish it? And what really works? And, te- and tech is making that argument of like, maybe we should get all their data and sift mm-hmm. through it and see if we can do a little productive thing. And so I was like, nah, <laughs> just, yeah. call a, just call them a bleep on social media. Uh, yeah, no, I think of all uh, the examples to take into the real world, number one, it's very personal for you. And two, it, 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 it's uh, very specific and it's very important. It, it isn't about specific names or people. In power. You, you were talking about policies that affect people, affect lives. So, yeah, I think if you want to take it to that, Saw's going, let's tweet. And again, by the way, tweeting and getting the word out and using yeah. platforms, again, yes, totally, totally. But Saw's going exactly what you say. Let's tweet and text going, but build a voter base to change this. <laughs> That's, that's kind of the real world example of it. I think that, that people might need t- to hear. Um, yeah. It works. It works for me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Caveat city, like it, it, Caveat informative city. tweets that sometimes you need an angry tweet because it gives people catharsis. Mm-hmm. You know, I just know people who like, I know I shouldn't say this. I, I decided to call this politician <laughs> this word every day. Mm-hmm. I got blocked and like, did it? I'm sure it <laughs> felt good, but did it help any of the people that that politician is hurting? You know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Caveat City. Uh, yes, there's, uh, yeah, a- a- anger is real and, and 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 right and justified in so many ways. I, I never want to suggest um, shut yeah. that down. Just go ahead and write a poem, and you know, let's try. Nah, we'll write an angry poem. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I think this 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 episode, this, this show, Star Wars itself is analyzing. Great. I, what do we do with this? How, how do we do this? And especially because we've seen kind of Endgame, not just with Saw, but with the Rebellion. Farm boy blows up Death Star. Awesome. But that wasn't even the end of the fight. And let's 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 take a look at why. Let's take a look at why. And I think that's what Star Wars continues. Yeah. It's coalition. It's helping. You know, it's you, as you, know. you said, it, Leia doesn't treat uh Wicket with respect and kindness and mm-hmm. and there's nothing. Uh, anyway. Uh I I also do think Sid is part of this whole kind of evolution versus repetition, right? Like oh, um, yeah, let's talk about Sid. Some of the best animation acting ever. The look of utter bleeping shame, shame. <laughs> right? Shame. shame. But it's just like, it, it's exactly what we're talking about of like, yep, it's not immediate, but we're building a base. We're building it through 
connection. Uh, mm-hmm. The the squad has been there for her. Tech's also the one who enumerated. Hey, remember these things that we did that were not really about missions objectives. Mm-hmm. They were about helping you because you were in a jam. Mm-hmm. She he reminds her in the in the crossing like you could reciprocate that, um, <laughs> it, and she chooses to not reciprocate that. She she doesn't choose to grow from that. She doesn't choose to benefit from that. She instead okay. retreats to old ways that are selfish and destructive. Uh, Got to look out for number one. And you know, it, also what did we see in this episode? We didn't really spotlight it, but it's not like uh, uh, Hemlock just uh, uh, swept in and gave her some money and Bolo and Ketch were back in the bar. He's mm-hmm. brought the entire boot of the empire down on the entire city. Her life is bleeped anyway. Mm-hmm. This is the hardest episode of Fire Force Center for me to not swear. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since we let it flow, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bleep city. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what do you think about that? About Sid is is uh, also a picture of just repetition, refusal to change, and evolve. Yeah. There's there's something about her. It's a character we've gotten to know, and I think that you know we can. We, there's a little warmth we might have for her, right? And and sometimes yeah. it's like I think maybe it's it's I, I find this in real life too. Not to take it to those dangerous spots, but hey, sometimes your actions don't line up with your heart, and I know people like that. I think I experienced that in my own life. It's like I know what my heart is. But man, some of my actions outside of it don't seem to sync up with my heart. Uh, and you might have shame with that. Or you might have fear. That's a big change point for Sid. What what Sid was maybe asked to do by herself uh, more more than even the gang, you know, to 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 not report them um, is a big change. Is it's it's a it's a fearful tightrope walk forward, and, and and it's not always easy to do. But so you then just uh, well, I um. I'm going to hold on to this. Uh, I need my bar. I need, I, you know, I can't walk forward. I can't do this. And, 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 and not only do you not go forward and you affect and hurt those around you, but um, it's not as, it's not even good as, as what used to be. <laughs> like you said, catch and bolo are going to be replaced by stormtrooper one and stormtrooper two. Um, <laughs> so I know maybe it's the best example of real life stuff, but yeah, the, it, it, it's so my anger at her. Isn't just how dare you? It's like, how dare you do this to yourself? You do this. You did this mm-hmm. to them first, first and foremost. But you did this yourself. It doesn't match with who, who you could be. It does not match. You could be better. Look at your reputation from Malegi all the way down to Fijano. Everyone's everyone's been saying to us. This is why this is a, a plot point that was easily predicted. But but everyone's saying this about you, and I, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't yeah. have to be that person. Your heart is better than that. Let your actions follow that. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In terms of a plot point, it wasn't like what it had been, you know, set up and it was more like, when's that going to happen? Uh, but what, what made it powerful is even when they are literally limping to her wounded and are going to leave the second they can, she still does this to them, you know? Right. And that's what gives that, you know, there's not an Emmy for animated lizard performance, but if there was that look of utter shame, you know, and it it goes back to what Hunter said to Omega, the acknowledgement that the galaxy has changed. Even if I want to keep doing things exactly as I am, my actions are not going to get the same result because you know what? the galaxy has changed. The world has changed. It's not always about personal evolution. And sometimes it's about looking around and going, I would like to do the exact same thing, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to get me what it used to because the the rules are different now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Everything's changed. It's a great, great observation. Yeah, that from Hunter. Mm. Uh, final, final thing for me on this kind of big, big picture theme of uh, you know evolution versus uh, repetition is mm-hmm. that was one of the other just great in moving things about text final moments right it in some ways it it is the most tech ever right he has analyzed the situation it is you know you know he's doing in the math in his head about how much record weighs and the tensile strength of that steel and the angle of those v-wings like he knows he knows down to the facts he knows right the spirit that he's doing it in is 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 growth right it's it's rejecting rigidity it's rejecting stasis you know it, it's embracing the flowing and organic and the, the the ability to change is in the spirit of of his final words right uh record says don't do it tech and when have we ever followed orders is it's it's cool because it's it's the spirit of the bad batch the ones who are different the ones who are on the outside the ones who have their own way of doing things right i'm a rebel uh, daddy i'm a rebel daddy i'm gonna throw you know my badge down on the sergeant's desk and say all right i'm going rogue right it's got it's got a lot of that 80s mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 90s like yeah and it's always been you know the uh, part of the appeal of the bad batch but i think here it even had this greater weight of you know, we can always find a different solution and we've never executed plan 99 before, but this time we gotta, things change. Uh, you, you gotta be honest about the situation you're in and it's just for, for tech. Eh, those are some pretty punk rock <laughs> final words, right? Yeah. When have we ever followed orders? Mm. It, it, it's a great spirit to go out on. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 haunting, it's harrowing, and it's and it's beautiful in its own way. Uh, an absolute Star Wars hero, uh, even re- regardless of, of what happens. You know, he shows back up with uh, eight spider legs. We'll, we'll we'll deal with that when it happens. But this moment will always be that for me, a true yeah. Star Wars hero. Yeah. And speaking of that, my um, the other kind of big theme that I thought was emphasized really in the in the back half. It's in both episodes, but in the back half of the finale is this idea of, of sacrifice and uh, the good of the squad. We talked about it a little bit from Saw's perspective, um, but I think there's a lot going on there. And I'm, I'm curious with your thoughts about it, of how it how that idea plays out. Um, everything from tech clearly making the sacrifice, Hunter expressing that to then Omega wanting to do the same thing of not wanting to leave the squad. How did you wrestle with all that? Uh, in terms of like, yeah, just the the the, the, the importance of the sacrifice. Uh, I want to make sure and clear because there's some lines I love. You know, there's that real painful line of tech didn't let us save him from Omega, uh, and it's mm. like it's part of what the lesson she's learning here uh, of the sacrifice. Um, the why, yeah, maybe the value. Well, yeah. Let me fl- let me frame it a little bit uh, differently. I think. Um, I think the mission that the Bad Batch has always been clear on, that Hunter has always been clear on, even when he's like, are we still soldiers? Are we proto-rebels, you know, mercenaries, bounty hunters? What's the label? The thing he's been clear on is we keep one another together and safe, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what's going on with the entire mission. They are taking this huge, risky mission uh, to save other clones and specifically Crosshair. Tech gets a lot of the highlight lines, 
And he says in that first episode, we have not always agreed with Crosshair, but he is still our brother. We do not leave our own behind. So that Mm -hmm. idea of we don't leave our own behind, uh, that idea of putting the squad over self. Mm -hmm. Um, Plan 99, which he says to Wrecker, like everybody knows what it is and they've Mm -hmm. never had to do it. Seems to be the idea that if necessary, one of the batch will sacrifice themselves for the others to go on. Hunter kind of says this to Omega that tech put the squad ahead of himself. He made a sacrifice. We're not going to waste it. So over the whole course of the show, this specific mission tech sacrifice, everything is about this um, idea of we're always here for one another. And if necessary, we even sacrifice one another or sacrifice ourselves for the greater good. Um, And what I'm asking you about is, Hunter tries to send Omega away and Omega can't do it. She Mm -hmm. has to go back for them. And in some way she gets captured because of it. Right. And I was curious what your thoughts or feelings were about that. Did you feel like Omega just run? (laughs) Yeah. I know. Like Omega, you're in this, you're honoring tech. That's what he would do. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I think that's a great way of uh, again. I'll, I'll bring in the line of he didn't let us save him. It's I, I think it's a lesson point for her. Painful, tragic, sad one. It, it would just be simple, simple. Uh, get on out, like we told you. But I think the reason she goes back is is obviously great. Obviously, one it's just a great standoff moment. We'll talk about in the action, but um, it's, I don't know if it's even right. But it's like this. It's almost a softer version of the lesson that. Saw needs to learn, right? <laughs> what mm-hmm. have you done with this? Um, if just even you go on, there's great value in that. Um, and and maybe it's hard. Maybe that's a real life connection too. Of um, when you're the one has got to go, and, and and someone else, you feel the weight of of of, of someone leaving you behind. Um, yeah, that's tough. That's tough to manage. But um, I, I think um, I, I I just think it's not just because she's just young, but she she. She hasn't felt the weight of it yet, um, and and I was uh, not upset at Tech, uh, not upset at, at Omega. I get it. I think I would have mm-hmm. done the same thing. Why wouldn't you've done the same thing? But right. that goes to what is the greater good. It's the same same question, just a softer a softer version of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just one of those like it's just so heartbreaking of you. Like you you want them to be able to all escape together, and yeah. you know yeah. it, it ends in a fascinating place. But you know, just continued. The, the, the pain and the confusion of, of course, Omega doesn't want to to lose them. And, and she is trying to be a member of the squad of like, yeah, I know the target's on my back, but I'll pop my head up and, and risk myself um, for for the greater good of the squad. I thought was really, really powerful. And I love that the ending of this season is uh, a, a setup to continue this idea of being there for the people you, you care about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're set up for a story that is all about like, okay, now Hunter's got no ambivalence. He's got a mission. We're going to get her yeah. back and we don't stop searching until we do. I almost wanted him to turn to the camera and, and say, do you hear that Bob Iger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah. uh, third season could always already be greenlit, could always be in production, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, very, very possibly, but you know, uh, yeah, as long as you don't do the Willow thing of put a, a first volume on the shelf and have two more volumes of your show, and then it's heartbreaking when when we learn we're not getting the vo- second and third volume. Um, <laughs> don't don't end your show like that. Um, no, but I, I'm with you on that. He's speaking, Uncle Bob. 
Yeah, he's he's speaking to all of us, I think. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is, uh, yeah, it is powerful. Do you have uh, any other big picture thoughts on the the themes, the the ideas of this finale? No, I, I wasted all my theme ammo on those two big ones. <laughs> well, it's uh, extremely, extremely important, extremely uh, well said. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we're going to dive into some of the action, some of the the comedy. There was some, there was some comedy, and Ooh. a lot of the, a lot of big canon and lore questions, and a lot of uh, I think fun questions about what could happen next. So all of that in just a moment. 1 size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And we are back to continue our discussion of the second season finale of Bad Batch. I've calmed down. I've worked through some of my uh, frustration with Saw Gerrera. I love the character, but this episode, man, 
man. Anyway, let's get into some favorite action moments. Uh, Ken, there's some like great fun pew, 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 but also a lot of high stakes pew, pew, pew. What yeah. did you like? Yeah, yeah. Looking at my list, gosh, I think I just was so horrified. I didn't write as many as I thought it would because there's a lot of action. Um, I love, uh, you made the reference earlier, we, we, we track all the times so we get to watch a ship uh, land. I, there's something <laughs> I really liked uh, of, of watching. It's an action. I count this as action because it happens so much in the show. But of, of watching Hemlock land and walk and guards are like talking mm. and the music's playing. And then it goes to like if you know you, you push in on, on Tarkin's uh, compound. You could have just started there, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that just reminds This is such a choice with the show. Um, you can make a felony reference of he's been wa- having us watch ship land land for years, but so is George. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a choice, but it, it's a real choice with great purpose. I just loved watching Hemlock kind of uh, land and, and and go into the evil. Yeah, the 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 shot of the ship landing was so great because in an episode that did remind us multiple times of the the clones' evolution and their individuality, to see his ship land in that lineup of just you know brutal sameness to the point where it became a plot point. Of, yeah, yeah. They're so the same. We have to risk ourselves even more to figure out which one is his. Uh, it was a, a good a good yeah. uh, good action shot landing that that led to some action. Yeah. Um, for me, the the squad's initial suction, ascension, grappling guns to the sky rail, that, that was, it was cool. And like, mm-hmm. oh boy, I normally go on about how much I like fights that happen in, in high places. And I did like when some of the stormtroopers fell from high places, but mm. I don't know. I'm going to have some high place trauma after this one. But I did, <laughs> I really did like that. Like, that uh, attaching to the sky rail was real cool. Uh, yeah, it's not something I could do easily. Um yeah, maybe not, not at all. Um, so I, uh, someone, someone asked me, you know, um, after Star Wars Celebration, I might swing through uh, Paris. I know it's an uh, interesting time over there right now, but I'm planning to go, planning to be there. And someone's like, you're going to do the Eiffel Tower? I can't because of the heights. And I'm like, I I love heights. Oh, the fallen gets me. So uh, I don't know. I'm with you, right? Once again, I'm with you, Rick. Uh, Eiffel Tower is pretty cool. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a long time, but mm, there were no there were no stormtroopers. Uh, just some <laughs> uh, weird displays of statues. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I also really liked the uh, Echo's crane swing of the V wing. That was like great teamwork. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, you know, Omega did a great job. The the hiding sequence is great. Um, but the, the swing of the V-Wing was like great creative action from Echo. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to take this too far. It, it's a crane and cranes exist in the real world. But it looked a lot like the uh, crane that used to come with a couple of uh, original Kenner Star Wars playsets. There was the, uh-huh. the Droid Factory playset. And I missed that one somehow. I had the Jabba's Dungeon playset, which yeah. was a rework of the Droid Factory playset that was a series exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh but it looked a lot like that crane, so that was fun. Yeah, no, I love that. Oh, the, the record's V-Wing uh, smash distraction, patent pending. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, other action moments for you? Uh, there's a one moment in, in one of the firefights where Hunter is using the Stormtrooper as a shield. And I, oh, that was one of those, <laughs> hot damn, Hunter, what are you, you yeah, okay, go get him. Yep, I, I love it when, you know, Hunter is sometimes ambivalent, so when Hunter's all, let's go, uh, it's so great. Um, mm-hmm. I love the shot where uh, Wrecker throws a stormtrooper into several other stormtroopers. Uh, there were several moments, some mm-hmm. uh, exciting, some sad, where we were reminded of, of uh, it's hard to take Wrecker down, and I like that one. Yeah, until you yeah. do. God, it was painful later. But 
God, yeah, with the, the collar. Um, in the second episode, um, for an action moment of Echo blasting the uh, formerly Republic gunship with the stolen Imperial Walker. This is a cool action moment. It was like, all right, at least, uh, you know, Tekken Wrecker are going to be able to fight another yeah. day kind of thing. Yeah. But there was also something about, uh, again, Hunter saying that the galaxy has changed and to see a clone shooting down a gunship right yeah and being like yeah times have changed that's 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 not a good ship anymore mm-hmm. no yeah no I, uh, it was it was so star warsy right it, obviously mm-hmm. anthony walks there but um yeah i'm with you yeah. yeah yeah any other action moments for you um i'm gonna go i say i'm going into episode 16 here let me make sure yeah i, I mean i don't know it, it, the entire sequence with with tech um yeah the reason I say it, it is it's it's a top flight heroic action sacrificial death and sad and all that kind of stuff. But it, it, we've seen that you know that's happened before, not just in Star Wars. It, it could have easily just been a tropey moment. Could have easily you know you could see it coming. And by the way, I, again, I, I do think you see it coming. That's part of the pain, right? Even his line mm-hmm. as, as the show's going along. There's a line he has earlier earlier where he's like, uh, "This this is going to be." A, a, a problem and there's even the earlier where he says i don't like this we should leave right like all that stuff's building up to it but just the execution of it watching it again this morning um the the break and the viewing extension perfectly edited uh it's 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 a great sequence uh, despite the uh sad ending yeah no it is a really top tier action sequence the the shooting back and forth is really visceral. Um, mm-hmm. the, you can feel the impact. Uh, there's a bunch of great individual action shots. That one stormtrooper who just kind of falls into the clouds. That really reminds you of mm-hmm. how how far tech has to fall. Um, yeah. Is visceral and great. The V wings. We've talked about the V wings. Really, I think it started in Revenge of the Sith, but really in this era, being the proto Tie fighters that have that mm-hmm. same horror to him. Tarkin's callous, like, yeah, I don't care if some right. of the troopers fall. I know what I'm doing. Shoot him down. No mercy. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It, it was sometimes when a sequence is set up where you are told by the story, you are told by the narrative, the hero has to make this bad choice because there's no other choice. Mm. You don't believe it because the hero is such a, you yeah. know, so great. You're like, well, couldn't I, I feel like I've seen them get out of this situation before. What was so great about this action sequence, it was like, uh, they're not getting out of this. <laughs> it made me feel like this was worse than any other situation I've ever seen them in. Yeah, no, there's a moment I think Tech is when he jumps onto the the train cars there and he's climbing up and you think, okay, and then it like kind of falls again and he falls back down. It was my uh oh moment uh, that works. And there's, there's a moment with, you talk about the, uh, made me think of it, the stormtroopers are shooting back and forth with the other car. There's a moment, Hunter's there giving cover fire and he's, it's around the time where he says, um, like hunt like wrecker get him up here like what are you doing uh it's almost like he's going i've seen this episode before we let's do it we we save him let's move on and there's just there's a there's a sigh talk about the acting the animation um uh it's the voices but also how it's animated there's like a sigh he clunks against the wall that he's he's exhausted from shooting those stormtroopers and the tension there was this little beat that i loved that added to it too kind of yeah yeah 
they, there's fun pew 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 and there's real scary pew 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 and this was yeah. Yeah, extremely he, effective yeah he takes out a, a shoots out a viewing with a blaster that's another great moment too i love that. hey yeah i think i might have actually accidentally put that in the in the wrong i might have put that under comedy i meant to include that the the <laughs> hunter's bullseye that knocks one v-wing into the other right and you're like yeah that's the bad batch but then there's still another and then a whole other fleet comes in right mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. they're they're outgunned the empire's mm-hmm got them you know yeah i love it. i've also side meta note i've done that on our notes before where i put a real violent action moment in comedy and i'm in the next day i'm like why did i think that was funny oh i put it in the wrong section um yeah i, I you know also for i i love Omega. i said earlier i call it the indiana jones raiders of the uh, lost ark standoff moment it, it's it's not i don't think super super intentional but it had that it had that hmm. vision where you know, omega's got the bow and it's like when when he's got the uh, the rpg the rocket launcher at, the, at pointed at the grail uh, as mm-hmm. get the Ark of the Covenant, uh, Covenant. Um, I just love. I just had it had that vibe. So this show's had a lot of those Indiana Jones adventure serial vibes all the way through it. I think it's one of the things I love about Bad Batch. So I'm not saying it was a direct. Hey, what if Omega did this like Indy and you know Hemlock didn't eat a fly accidentally like like Belloc? But uh, it, it just had that energy, um, uh, um, a moment that you can't get out of, right? So th- so yeah. even that action, I'll blow it. I'll blow it to. I'll blow it to heaven. I'll blow that arc and they come to heaven. That you can't, right? You can't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. She she's talking tough, and but there's mm-hmm. not, you know, a great way out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see if we can find some moments of comedy <laughs> and whimsy. <laughs> there are definitely some. Uh, where did you go? I went to, um, I like a lot of stuff early. Oh, there's a real, we'll talk about whimsy, cute moment, just a sweet moment of, you know, Omega and, and Fee Genoa have their final conversation, but she's kind of like, you know, Fee's like, where are you going? And, and Omega gets that real, like, adorable, like, it's a covert mission. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I love that there. Um, so that there, a lot of stuff I, I, I want to make sure you have the time to talk about tech, but tech and, tech and Fee's last scene was heartbreaking, but also real funny. Heartbreaking, but every line was uh, funny. Even going back to that text, I think uh, one of his very first lines in the episode of there was even less on Dr. Hemlock. And I was very thorough. Like when he has to <laughs> really tell you how thorough he was, it's so mm-hmm. great. Um, mm-hmm. Out of all the great uh, lines between Fee and Tech, uh, where Fee's really trying to get him to, you know, yeah. say a tender goodbye, the did you require a briefing? <laughs> it's, it's just been his great evolution where he's like, I still think about things and process them this way, but I realize there are, there are, are limitations and you're trying to get me to, to address something else. I, so I'm going to acknowledge it, but I'm going to use the words in the systems. I know like it's, mm-hmm. you know, when she tells him the lights uh, are coming on, on, Pabu are beautiful. And I believe he's like, that's one way to quantify it. Right. Like he's acknowledging, but he's still acknowledging through his perspective and the, you know, the the total great straightforward joke of, Oh, did did you want, did you need to chat through that? Did you need to work out something out of, did you require a briefing? Beautiful. Yeah. There's a, um, the, the, the exchange is, uh, so you were just going to leave without saying goodbye, a real sweet flirty line even right. And his, uh, that is correct. I was dying laughing because not only is it a funny moment, like I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like this anymore. Uh, and I'm definitely not comparing myself to tech, uh, who I think is sweeter than me at the, in those moments. But like, there's, I used, <laughs> not, I used to not really say like hello or goodbye to people and, and people would be like, why? And I'd be like, well, I, I know you. 
I walk into a room. I don't need to stand up. Like, why? Why would I need to see you? Like, I know you. Uh, I, you know, now I make sure I say hi. But um, I, I, so I really love that little moment. Yeah, absolutely great. Um, I, I'm going to bet that you have this one on your list as well. Uh, it's a tech tech line, but it's a record joke. Uh, tech, it's just funny tech saying we must be precise because uh, when Winnie, but we must be precise and everyone turning to wrecker. I laughed out loud. Uh, um, how'd you feel about that one? I mean, I've lived that one too. So uh, yeah, I, I get it. Um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that one. And, it, and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's the humor in the show is so, so sharp, and that's a great example of it. Yeah, absolutely great. What, what else do you have on your list? Oh, well, uh, you know, um, two moments left here for me to discuss. Uh, you know, I'm going to stand up for my guy, Wrecker. I, I don't love to see mouse droids uh, destroyed, but his <laughs> RIP mouse droid oops moment was, uh, you know, all right. He wasn't precise. And look, and that's a good thing. <laughs> that it was hilarious, just the full stomp and then they kicking it off his foot. It's yeah, much was. needed comedy. It was mm-hmm. great. The foot yeah. thing was because it, it's so good you mentioned the foot thing. Somebody stomps it in that brief moment. I thought, oh man, I'd probably have trouble getting that off my foot. Oh, there we go. Here he's shaking it. <laughs> it was it, priceless, priceless, mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got one more. I'm curious if you have the same uh, mm. attempt to find comedy. What's your last one? Uh, uh, it's a it's a two line exchange. Um, it's the lines are echo. Gotta be echo. I just really like. Mm. It. Yeah, no, that that's nice. Yeah, and that was a much needed uh, mm-hmm. hooray. And yeah, the record just ripping open the, the cuffs is great. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a pretty dark entry on mm. uh, comedy, but it did kind of make me laugh in an ironic way uh, when Wrecker is there at the bar just distraught, and right before she reveals that she's horribly betrayed them, <laughs> it says here this one's on the house and there's kind of this energy. Like this is this hugely magnanimous thing that she's doing is giving him one free drink after his brother died. And before he's arrested, Yeah, uh, like, yeah, a, a little too little, a little too little, a little too late there, Sid. Yeah. You jerk. Yeah. No, when I love, and, and, and what I so, so love about that is, um, that obviously suggests that she's just been charging them the entire time. <laughs> it's like when you go to a club as a comic and uh, you get one free drink as a comic. Great. But our job is to sell drinks. We're making sure that your audience gets three drinks and you can't even give us free drinks for the night. It's a, yeah. some clubs do, by the way, but it's always that energy of here you go. Here's one. <laughs> Somebody invited me to do a convention once and, and wanted me to to frankly talk to some people who are uh, uh, very successful about doing the convention. And I was like, oh, cool. Let's, you know, here, here are the kind of different rates and the different ways that people do this. <laughs> and the person was like, uh, well, uh, here's the deal. We don't we don't pay you anything. We don't pay for your flight. We don't pay for your hotel. But we allow you to sell your own merch and we don't take any cut. <laughs> like. Thank you. Thank you for the, for the generosity. Awesome. I'm so down a couple thousand and I don't have enough merch to even make half that back. Awesome. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Mm -hmm. Here, this one's on the house. Yeah. It it was was the way the person said it. It was like, you know, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to, uh, you know, a bigger section uh, this episode, which is mm. the canon lore connections to other stories. Some of the big stuff uh, about what might happen next, honestly, mm. uh, going on here. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about Tarkin and everybody at the briefing room. But I want to start with uh, the big surprise at the end of Emery 
occur. Mm-hmm. Um, I had definitely, you know, we had talked about the fact that she's uh, played by Keisha Castle Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a Star Wars connection there. Played some other roles and a, and a Game of Thrones. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had I had been like, oh, you know what? How every once in a while, even though the animation actors are fabulous, you could tell mm-hmm. like, oh, this this main actor didn't have a role <laughs> this yeah, week, yeah. so they're they're voicing the side character. At first, I was like, oh, is that Michelle Ong? Which which is mm-hmm. you know. Weird. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was surprised yeah, that it was Keisha Castle Hughes. I had that thought, and I didn't pursue that thought any farther to this surprise and great conclusion. Did you see the surprise clone sister coming at all from the similarity in voice? Yeah, and yeah, and it's been just. Well, let me let me step step back. No, and and no way should anyone give me credit for thinking about it. Okay, let's start because uh, I'm like I I you know, I was joke, but like I always got a lot of pals offline. Hey, what do you think is going to happen in the show? I'm like I don't know. I'm not that smart. I just wait for the next episode, and I'll tell you what happened in the episode. Because uh, I also like to be surprised. Um, but no, and I think even in our Discord or our Four Center Discord, uh, there's a lot of wonderful discussions there, and that had come up a few times of, of hmm. Castle, Castle Hughes and just uh, where she's from, how she sounds, and, and so I, I think again it made a lot of sense um but i, I definitely love the reveal and it, and it was done in such a ominous there's no sweetness to it but at the same time i was like oh look you got a sister <laughs> it's like hey your family yeah. goes through um and, and there's just been some questions about her before even even uh with um you know uh, 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 um, crosshair had stunned her instead of shot her mm-hmm. Yeah. What does he know? What does he feel? And all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think it was leading to something. And, and I, absolutely, I absolutely loved it. And it's the old Clark can't take the glasses off thing. I mean, come on. It worked on me. <laughs> yeah. You won't recognize your own adult face. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wear these glasses. Uh, how, now we're just going to go into some some fun speculation uh, responsibly. How many sisters do you think there are? Do you think this is the beginning of something new mm-hmm. or do you think there's only her only a few i mean it, it does seem like she is um omega with the uh age advancement that was done to the other clones mm-hmm. but do you think it's just her or do you think there's a whole group of sisters to be met it's it opens up the possibility and i think that would be great i think i would prefer it's just her that there's something uh special about omega and then the vehicle something special about emery um that's why I go with it. But, but I think it could be intriguing the other way around too. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I'm definitely happy to see where the story goes and I have great trust in these storytellers. It's a fun surprise reveal. It is this fun of, we've been following the clones forever and we've been introduced to, you know, Omega. We've been introduced to the, the trans clone sister in, Mm -hmm. in, uh, in the publishing side. But honestly, the idea that, it's it's not just brothers there are sisters out there too mm-hmm. is exciting to me it's it's inclusive yeah. um it's what other stories could be told uh you know what is obviously we're gonna probably get emery's story but if they're even if they're hey there's seven of them right like right 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 where are they in the galaxy? What are they doing? What were they made for? What have their, their journeys been? Have they been through some of the same things that, you know, the, the brother clones have as 
uh, warriors? Were, were they made for a purpose? Were they given individuality? You know, some being able to tell some of the similar kinds of stories that we've told with the brothers would be great to be able to explore from a different perspective. I absolutely think that'd be a, a solid uh, idea. Great way to look at it too. And, and um, I definitely would follow that, that, that thought. Yeah. yeah. Have a man to see, uh, to see it through Omega's eyes. Right. Yeah. That yeah. What are, what do you think her, uh, again, this is fun speculation. Do you have an instinct on her allegiances? Do you feel like she is totally down with everything that Hemlock is doing? Does Hemlock know, or did she infiltrate? You know, I don't, mm, I don't necessarily think Hemlock knows nor cares to the, like, or nor understands. Right. So let's say mm-hmm. he does know, uh, neat might be his reaction. Great. Add it to the file on Google Docs. I don't care. Yeah. You know, more property. More property. Um, I think there's a path to redemption for her, Emery. You know, I think that could make some sense, but it's not quite as clear, say, even Dr. Penn Pershing and in, in, in Mandalorian, who even going back, you're like, yeah, yeah, I could see he was trying to be nicer to Grogu than others. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I haven't seen all of that yet. Um, but there also could be something about, you know, Hey, if we're trying to form our personalities and this is the one you formed, you know, who are mm-hmm. you, who you want to be? And, and, and I guess you have that right to, you know, you could go in that direction too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's really interesting to have her kind of partnered with crosshair in a way. And like, she's got that kind of cold line about, I warn crosshair to just comply, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is a, there is that rigidity and, and she's down with the program. And, the, but then there's also that, that hint of caring. Um, yeah. Yeah. and you know, you combine that with a Omega has been through hell and she's happy to just even see crosshair <laughs> who hasn't yeah. always been great yeah. to her. Right. But he's, he's a brother. He's known he's part of the squad. Right. Yeah. So that, that for her to be presented, not only with somebody who will maybe change her understanding of herself, but uh, another, maybe somebody else who should be a part of how she defines her squad, mm. uh, sets the really interesting challenges up for Omega. Yeah. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. Can't wait to learn more. Uh, can't wait for that. I, I hope by the time we're done recording, they'll have tweeted out, uh, the air date of season three of bad Batch, but we'll it's see. Possible. Um, canon wise and lore wise staying in the general clone zone. <laughs> the clone zone. What is the emperor up to is something we've talked about. And I feel like we got a little bit more, uh, breadcrumbs in, in, in these episodes. Um, going to read some dialogue here. Uh, Tarkin says the galaxy is at a critical juncture where we're, uh, we've allegiance where allegiances were once divided a comprehensive strategy for galactic unification to deter dissent and rampant self-interest, uh, toward that end, Dr. Hemlock, what do you have to report on your advanced science division? Hemlock, uh, r- responds, uh, paraphrasing, we will ensure an enlightened society, through there, the Kaminoans advanced technology and molecular alteration. Mm-hmm. The, there, there's a little bit more sense of what we know that the emperor wants many things. The emperor wants to see what, what are the possibilities with the Zilla beast. We know way down the line, the emperor makes Snoke. The emperor wants extra bodies to throw his rotten soul into. Mm-hmm. So we know a couple of places that the emperor is going eventually. Mm-hmm. Nala Say seems to be aware of a specific thing that she is being pressured to accomplish right now. And she says to Hemlock, uh, what he, the emperor seeks is not possible. So taking some of those breadcrumbs, do you have different thoughts about what it is that the emperor wants Nala say to do right now? There there's, there's 
if this is about choices and identities, uh, Hemlock's saying they have no choice, they're clones, right? That's the clones thing. How how could you... And, and, and just listening to Tarkin, right? And what even him talk about his time with the clones. So even if he, even if he feels, I, yeah, I serve the clones and they, they became even, especially when the Jedi got to the, Oh my God, they, they started to form their own personalities. How annoying mm-hmm. he said about clones. He's not stopping that with people. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. It sounded like a despair to the clones, but you know what I mean? With, with regular no. people. <laughs> sorry, clones. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's not stopping there. That's not stopping the, the empire. It's not stopping with the emperor. The emperor doesn't love individuality, whether you were a clone made on Camino or you're an assistant. He took over. So mm-hmm. if you're going to molecularly change somebody and you, you know, you had some success with that chip implant. Is there mm-hmm. an updated version of that is how I would go with that. Does it also lead to other things and Snoke's in a bottle and all this stuff? Sure. But this is why I do rebuff against some of those ideas and thoughts and predictions as fun as they are. And I think some of them might be connected. I don't think this is directly building to that. This isn't a path to Exegol. It's, it's a, it's a on-ramp to it maybe, but, but, but I think right now, why would he do it now? Why would he need that now? And all that talk of choices, the property of the empire does not stop on the clones or with the clones for me. Yeah, I really agree with you. I think between Bad Batch and uh, Mandalorian, I think eventually we are going to get a picture of when did this tech split off and and, and go to Exegol and, and who got to hand, handle that assignment and how did Snoke come about? And it could be, uh, I still think Grogu's uh, M count could be in effort of uh, proto Snoke. Mm-hmm. Eh, we could get there. But I feel like with what's being said in these episodes of Bad Batch is we're at the beginning of the Empire and the Emperor's perspective is I am not going to be resisted. I Mm -hmm. am going to control everything to an unnatural level. And that meeting, the summit, feels like he's got all these options on the table of how to make sure no one can ever resist the order. Uh, we got wonderful, wonderful project note. project stardust right we can point a giant gun <laughs> at the galaxy and and let people know we will blow up your entire planet you know mm-hmm. hey people of alderaan you take care of bail organa because otherwise we're gonna blow up your entire planet we can control people through fear yeah and this almost feels like we're playing with lots of ideas um th- that in- inhibitor chip is where i went to when when hemlock is saying uh, we will ensure an enlightened society and Tarkin's talking about how are we going to deter dissent and rampant self-interest the clones mm-hmm. had concerning individuality all these quotes you're talking about that almost feels like we're really close to turning the inhibitor chip technology into a spray mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can just mm-hmm. over entire societies yeah. just be this nobody will really know anything's different but they'll just be this compliance you know and i'm kind of joking about a spray you know but it it is like hey instead of threatening everybody could we just pull bale aside and put a thing in his brain take care of Mm -hmm. him mothma's Mm -hmm. kind of annoying we'll we'll put it we'll put a thing in her brain too yeah 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 no i i i think that is what the summit was a summit of oppression and we didn't hear everyone else's plans right we 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 got hemlock we got a great little moment from krennic we'll talk about here in a second but yeah i think that's what it was because we even asked you know the previous episode like why what's the summit what's the summit and i think that's the answer and what are they asking nalase to do because she keeps talking about it's like i know what the emperor wants and i'm not doing it yeah 
Yeah. And that, then that does, I don't know. I just don't get the vibe that the emperor is quite like, uh, it, it seems like the emperor would be pretty, pretty happy with Hemlock, but I just don't, I don't feel like he's pulling him aside and going, so, um, I think I can project my soul. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Can you make me a few me's? Like, I just don't feel like that's where we're at yet. On the off chance that all of this goes away, I'd like you to create a husk for me to, to move into. Um, <laughs> at some point he thinks that and does that. I get that. Um, but that's part of the Palpatine's fun. He doesn't want to get there. So he's, a, he's thinking, he might be thinking end game, but he's also yeah. thinking, like you said, how can I save it? I, I think he's maybe, you know, sharing every file that, uh, that Hemlock gives him and, and, you know, uh, forwarding that to <laughs> weird Exegol scientists, but I just don't get the feeling like Hemlock's the one who's working on that. Yeah. But, and you and I had this conversation about Gideon, but it's about Moff Gideon and Mando to me still being the big bad. And yes, I know Thrawn's out there on, 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 on people's dream list, but, but it, it, it's again, why Mando to me isn't exactly directly connecting to what comes later. Cause it just works for what, so even if Gideon has this, he's got something going on with clones and Persian and all that stuff. We still kind of feel that the way of the empire is Palpatine goes great. Yoink. That's for me, not you. And I think even that, Hemlock's not trying to work around the Palpatine or do things just for himself, but I think there's the same kind of energy. Oh, great. And by the way, this, I'd also love to create some vats of Snoke over here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe Snoke is an offshoot. We, we had yeah. mystery vats with the upsetting shapes in them mm-hmm. <laughs> and biggest upsetting shapes in them. So that it, it is all on the table. It is just, yeah, I, I think similar thing. I think they're just a few more steps along the path here and in Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, getting on to that Imperial meeting, uh, well, for one thing, it takes place on Iriadu. I wrote it out phonetically. Iriadu, uh, Tarkin's home planet. Um, mm-hmm. We hear about in the novel Tarkin. It got some great stuff in, in the High Republic where the Nile crossed the Iriadu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they show no, they warn them they're going to show no mercy and then they show no mercy. No mercy. Uh, Tarkin is a uh, makes his choices like we all do, but also a product of his merciless culture, and that's the planet we're having this little meeting on. Yeah. Um, so at the meeting, of course, Tarkin, uh, Krennic, um, Hurst Romady, uh, who is a, a, a not even named background Imperial in A New Hope, later named, mm-hmm. and then in Rogue One, he features in in comic books, a recast in Rogue One. Um, then uh, the other person there is Barton Coburn, who, is, who was a, a Republic official who appeared in the Clone Wars, in the Citadel arc, uh, the Zygerian slavers arc, and even in uh, Ahsoka's trial arc. I don't have super strong memories of him, uh, but I really like that they used somebody mm. who has worked with the clones. And if you want to go back and look at it, you can. Uh, so I want to be sure to talk about all of them. But did, did anything jump out at you uh, about this meeting, uh, about who was there? How'd you feel about it all? It was uh, odd to say fun, right? Uh, you know, and I love my Imperial officers in a weird way, but it was uh, a roll call of terror. Um, uh, I didn't, the Coburn one, I, I, that makes sense, but I, yeah, I am with you. I don't have a, a strong memory. I was focused on Romany, who, uh, so I missed Krennic the first beat, which is crazy to think, but you know, then I got super excited, but he's a fascinating character and you're so right. I was reading a little bit of the story. The name appears in the new hope novelization, but a line that he says attached to, to Mahdi and he's not necessarily, so he doesn't necessarily exist in canon beyond that. Then he's kind of brought up. Jason Fry kind of brings it back and names away. The name doesn't emerge till like 2014. It's such a fascinating tale because I've just assumed I've known that guy for 40 years, but essentially I did because he's in a new hope, right? Mm -hmm. It's all connected. So I was 
excited folks it's also the same actor from rogue one who's voicing him here uh so i just i was so lost in that that suddenly i was like who's the guy in the white oh god it's krennic <laughs> yeah i krennic popped for me right away it was it was the night of casual zeb and then casual krennic just whoop, mm-hmm. oh here we go this is great absolutely yeah, yeah. great uh and then as it went on i was like oh are we are we just not going to have krennic speak and then he has the one line yes mm-hmm. governor tarkin credited to Ben Mendelsohn. So my question for you, Ken, is did Ben Mendelsohn drive up to recording studio, say yes to Governor Tarkin and leave, or is that pulled from Rogue One? I think there's a collection of Rogue One lines, but I love, uh, maybe even with a Zoom link, maybe maybe they emailed Ben Mendelsohn a StreamYard link and said, can you just do one line? <laughs> can you just say yes, Governor Tarkin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. Uh, great. Great to see him. Uh, and I do like that he was the one who was the most panicked by what was happening yes yes Uh, yeah uh my final thought on that is i do like that you know that that is a council of terror as you said but i like that barton coburn was like and even romedy a little bit we're like uh, are are we underestimating or underusing the clones Mm -hmm. uh and target just being like no they're individuals bleep them yeah yeah no it made sense for the transition of the era Oh, that almost took the words almost in my out my mouth. That was exactly uh, what I thought. Like that, that would be what would go on. It's the Ularan of it all. The slow slide of people like Ularan or Panaka on the cusp and 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 slipping down that slope one one beat at a time. I think that's a great example of it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and uh, maybe want to uh, look a little bit more at some of the things that Tarkin says when we talk about uh, future thoughts. Uh, but want to move on from there to uh, to Saw. We talked a lot about Saw about our feelings. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear. I love him as a character. I, I think the the determination to take action is admirable. I just think he's not taking wise action, particularly in this episode. But how did you feel about the progression of his his look? Um, I wanted to go back and look at him early in the Clone Wars and see how far uh, uh, his scars have evolved mm-hmm. and how much bigger his hair has gotten. But he looked a little different to me. How did you feel about him? Oh, I think it's a subtle slide forward or maybe it's a slide down. He also takes an injury here. Um, you know, we know he's, uh, I don't mean this to be jokey with him, uh, but he's relatively in one piece by the time we see him in Rebels. But we know from them to, to, to Rogue One, we got a lot of things happen to him. But his mind's going slowly for a lot of different ra- ways and reasons, but he take he takes a he takes a big shot there, um, which I think uh, is is a sign of what's to come. Yeah, yeah. And how are you feeling about the eye color controversy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? I, it's yeah, it's so so. I know it's down down on your list too, but it's not down. It's it's so far down my list of, of concern. It's so far down my list, and is uh, I assume uh, an injury. He, <laughs> you know, uh, contact. A little yeah, vanity, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know what? Maybe that's just a, that's a natural progression for Androns. As you get older, your eye changes. Yeah, color. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it wanted to acknowledge that AZ3 is, is indeed back and put this controversial question to you, Ken. Is AZ3 part of the squad? I think now. Yeah. Now I'm, I think, I, you know, guest star he'd a guest star in role <laughs> but i think you put him in the batch now if he's there he's on the ship he and gonky can can hold things down while you go out uh yep. yeah Vote him uh, yeah i'm for az3 being part of the squad uh so uh, that was a uh, kind of big picture stuff uh for canon um was there anything 
in, well, was there any other canon that you noticed or wanted to talk about? No, I just going back to the crown of it, chronic of it all. Even, even this is, you know, how Star Wars dorky we can get. I, I, so I noticed it's him, right? Oh, okay. Finally see it. I'm again, I missed the first beat. And then I was like, is he going to say something like you asked? But then when he's update me on project stardust, they said a chronic, I get so excited. I don't know why I've seen the movie. I know it's a connection. <laughs> I know. I know. But I just like say the thing, say that he said the thing. He said the thing. It's rewarding. It's part of the story. It's it, it is, it is the, not just give the fans what they want kind of thing, but it is the fun part of this, of we're, we're tracking this story that is happening over uh, movies and books and TV shows and comic books. And we know the, the Krennic is pushing this forward to happen. This goes, this touches a new hope. This touches attack the clones, you know? Uh, so it, yeah. It, yeah. And to just to hear it, uh, you know, discussed that way and, and know the weight of it and the sacrifice that uh, that Galen has made and the reason that Galen has named it that way. And to just have this, what would otherwise be kind of a, you know, a, a one-off line be packed with meaning. It is a reminder of the, the galaxy and the way the storytelling is told is rich. And I think, you know, that's yeah. why I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. And again, uh, I think, you know, uh, you and I have kind of said this uh, about like order 66. Anytime we go to that sequence, I don't, I personally, I'm not saying you all have to agree with me. I personally don't roll my eyes and go order 66 again. I mean, it's a big giant event of the storytelling and we've only yeah. seen tiny corners of it. So I want, I have no problem going, give me a series, Disney plus order 66 tales of, I, 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 I really mean that. And, and yeah. the Death star turns out pretty big, pretty big. Mm-hmm. And Catalyst lets you know how long it took. Rogue One lets you know how long it took. I, I, I do love it. And it, it, it is a fun reference, but purposeful. And it's also this jockeying for position and this, like, if Operation Stardust doesn't work out, which it's still, hey, those Geonosians are working away, but it's, it's not going great uh, mm-hmm. at this period. You know, it's going to stall. Uh, that invites the the kind of thoughts that we were talking about of like, well, is maybe some sort of cloning related project a better way to make the, you know, entire galaxy docile, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All sorts of great stuff there. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the future. <laughs> the future. The future. Um, so, there could be announcement, like I said, by the time we're done recording this episode, they, they could already be working on a season three animation takes a long lead time. So it could have always been greenlit for three seasons. Um, maybe it's going to be two seasons in an epic movie. We don't know, but it feels like the story is not done. What are your hopes for the continuation of the story? I, I would like this to get to four seasons. I think that's a good number. It's a good rebels number. Uh, I'm excited about the potential for third season. Um, I might have been a little doomsday to brace for myself that if this series was to go away, because I just love it. And look, we, we had Star Wars Resistance, a series that you and I do do love, even though it's uh, at times skewed younger, but at times skewed very dark and somber. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I got two seasons and they say, yes, no, it was supposed to be not. To, I, I don't know. Um, but I, 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 I want I want four. I'll take three. I'm excited about it. There's there's now so much storytelling to to tell. I think thematically some some ribbons were put on certain sections of it, but it, but a lot of that was on what maybe we thought it was going to set out to do. This is about joining the rebellion. It's the formation of the early rebellion. Nah, it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, because of the focus, especially as it became so clear in the last three four episodes, there's definitely it's not just plot points that can go on. It's it's the thematic. Uh, 
lessons and, and moments and everything that we love so much can go on. So I'm excited about announcement. I just, you know, just to say to the industry, not to be again, doomsday, but like y- you could have an entire 16 episodes locked and loaded. And if they, they don't want to release them for whatever reason, it seem, would seem stupid. They don't, they don't. And that, you know, there's so many creators, uh, Netflix, Hulu, all those things that have dealt with that. Uh, and Star Wars is not immune to that. No, no. And it, from what, uh, what Iger has said, publicly is wanting to really invest in uh, the stories that make Disney plus what it is, maybe slow them down a little bit to make sure they're the utter highest quality. Right. Mm -hmm. But it, I I could be utterly wrong, um, but it seems like other um, companies and streaming services have been learning the lessons of, of being hatchet people. Right. Of if, if you start to just, you know, cut things in Netflix is constant. Like, well, we're going to cancel anything. So there's almost no reason to invest in, mm-hmm. in a season, right? Um, everything going on with Warner brothers that I think has made DC really shaky where, you know, who knows why people uh, didn't really turn out for Shazam too. There are multiple reasons, but one of the reasons that people are discussing is, well, before this movie even came out, we were told it wouldn't tie in necessarily to the storytelling going forward. Right. So, mm-hmm. I think that relationship with fans, that kind of more modern promise of we'll start, we'll finish what we started is, is a strong part of, of what keeps something like star Wars healthy, that keeps something like Disney plus healthy. And I think even if it was bad match was supposed to be four seasons, they're not going to let it dangle is, Mm -hmm. is my hope that there's going to be enough business awareness that, like mm-hmm. you, maybe you can do three more seasons. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, one season. You know, I think that could ha- be happening behind the scenes. But yeah, I think yeah. it will. I think it will finish. Um, yeah, I think so. And I think we'd be. Um, you know, we're going to get a third and blessed for a fourth. But if they want, if the cra- if you know they want to go that far with it, again, I still joke. But sometimes I can see this. This does spin off into, yeah, Rex and Echo's uh, Grand Adventures. Why not? You know, why not? And then one of the things about the bed, but I've seen this even in our own Discord this morning when I was in there. Unfortunately, like you and I talked about it. I, I didn't love the didn't love those Bad Batch episodes in season seven. I liked them. I didn't love them. And when this was announced, I went uh, okay. And and here yep. we are, uh, two seasons into it, and, I, and this is some of my favorite stuff. So uh, it's been a great journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think this show has progressed to have such a focus, not only on the the era and the kind of unique stories that you can tell there, but to make it about the clones. The the that was always one of the missions of the Clone Wars animated mm-hmm. series of like the respect for them. We mentioned the episode yeah. ambush all the time where Yoda tells them they're, they're unique individuals. And this has really pushed that uh, farther. We talked about how, even though they were heroes in the Clone Wars and we loved them and rooted for them and <laughs> memorized their names, there was always that little asterisk of, uh, and they're pawns. Yeah. Now they're not. Now they decide. And and it's so wonderful to cheer for them with no asterisks, right? Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. yeah, we know they're not going to topple the emperor empire tomorrow. I guess there's that asterisk, but beyond that, this is the clones getting to be who they want to be and and handling their fate. And the way the second season made it about clone rights to the point where Romney is like, there's a lot of, a lot of support for clone rights. You know, <laughs> exactly. The, the show is becoming truly, yeah. truly about clones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so my hope for the continuation of the story is uh, I'm so excited to see the, the story of maybe the one sister, may, maybe many sisters. Um, I would still love for Omega to meet Boba Fett and explore a little bit more of Boba Fett's feelings on on family and what it means to be a clone. Uh, all that kind of stuff would, would be great. Um, I would still love to see some of the Bad Batch get their happy ending on yeah. Abu. Um, but the biggest thing that I'm really excited about it continuing is... Um, I would love to see the Bad Batch and the clones in general get the win of destroying some part of the cloning technology, mm. stopping something. Like, obviously, uh, Snoke happens, Emperor's extra bodies happens, great. Yeah. But is there something that could be a win? Like, the, they are, I'm, I'm joking about the spray, but something like that of like, yeah. you're going to take who we are and you're going to use us and you're going to pervert us to take away other people's agencies and we're going to get this win. We don't know what happened. I know Tantus is, is in heir to the empire, but in modern Canon mm-hmm. could, could they find Tantus and blow it to hell and, yeah. and, and make any possibility of Zillow armor go away, make any possibility of, you know, victimizing more clones go away, you know? Yeah. And, and ensuring that the Palpatine's enlightened uh, youth of the galaxy doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a line that got me really excited in the Imperial meeting where, you know, Tarkin, you know, they, they go back and forth. Barton Coburn says, I served with the clones for many years. They're cunning warriors, loyal to the end. And Tarkin's got his line that we've been talking about. Of, I also served with the clones and found them at times to be very unpredictable. Under Jedi leadership, they adopted a concerning level of individuality. Uh, but then there's that further line about, hey, well, if there is some kind of clone uprising, we'll quell it. And I was like, okay, mm. I want to see Bad Batch colon clone uprising. You mm. know, that suggested to me uh, uh, trying to uh, mm-hmm. have fun responsible speculation is that an end game where a bunch of clones come together and go we are choosing to fight this we are stopping this and this is our victory and uh, rex retires after that victory you know mm-hmm. I, I i love what you're saying I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that i'll put some chips down with you there uh tantus being a potential end game in terms of a location uh, uh you know we've we won't be part of you, uh, Palpatine, and your plan and Hemlock's plan uh, to do what you want to do, uh, to take, uh, to turn people into property, essentially, like you treated mm-hmm. us. That's a great emotional win. Yeah. Yeah. Very thrilled to see where it could go. Uh, equally thrilled uh, if any of those thoughts uh, play out and also thrilled to be completely incorrect because I think these storytellers have done a great job and I can't wait uh, to see what more story they have. Uh, anything you disliked or questioned, any other details that we haven't touched on that you wanted to bring up, uh, anything under those categories for you? No, I think every, even some of the tougher decisions were handled uh, uh, just wonderfully. You said eloquent, eloquent, uh, later elegant excuse me i'm just making up words uh, <laughs> i think it's a great way to look at it uh to take things that could easily just be i don't know tossed aside as, as plot predictions again not that they're not fun we're doing it here um mm-hmm. but i just see that a lot out that a lot of that out there um will this happen will this person do that and it's all wonderful stuff but when you when you, when you, you don't stop to analyze the why it, it comes a little hollow and i think this show these, these, the staff, the showrunner, they, they analyzed the why and, and, and just, mm-hmm. it, it, it was executed wonderfully. Yeah, no, I really, really agree with you. I think, uh, only other thing I really wanted to shout out is, is always the, the music is great, but I really love the choice for the credits of the finale mm. of, you know, you, 
you can't really just have the, uh, you know, <laughs> buoyant, exciting <Yeah>. music, <laughs> right? Yep, no. But the, the sort of a character has passed and so the credits will be in silence has been done enough that that almost feels a little tropey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I really like the solution of it starts quiet and then this much more thoughtful, somber, mournful music slowly fades in. It's like, nice. Mm-hmm. Really, really great choice. I uh, love that. Love that. So we will end. Uh, we did it. We broke the two hour mark. Uh, we are going to end with a fun question, a little bit of light in the darkness. If you could have a figure or merch of any kind inspired by the season two finale of Bad Batch, what do you want? Small, small answer. I do want an animated uh, Krennic three and three quarter. Remember when they released those Clone War uh, line uh, three and three yeah. quarter figures? Uh, there's some, uh, see, because I, I, um, I don't know if I even ever got the Black Series Krennic. Um, I do love that character as well for what he represents. I love Ben, ben Mendelsohn in Star Wars. Uh, so to have him in any other kind of way, I'm, I'm praying for like an Andor thing. Uh, but yeah, that it's such a good version. They got his hair. It's so good. It's so good. So I, good. I, I want Krennic in animated form there. I think my, my thing, uh, my, my big answer is uh, give me like a, a gentle giant, uh, maybe such as someone like that. I want a high end. Joseph's got to sell some things to buy it. $500 <laughs> tech hero statue. One six scale sits on your couch. It's so big <laughs> to honor him. Even if he comes back with spider legs, even if he comes back and it's a clone version, we have that big, the, the moral question that you, you proposed there for possible plot points. This tech, as we knew him and as we felt and, and, and as we lost him, I want, I want this figure on coffee tables everywhere. Yeah, no, I really agree. We are deeply behind on tech merch. We are deeply behind on bad batch merch in general. I know there has been some. I'm I'm happy uh for the the black series. Uh but we're just now getting one hunter and they've gone through some great armor changes, right? I love their they're much more stripped back. Yeah, maybe we can chill out a little bit uh looks on Pabu. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if, if I could have any tech action figure, I think right now I would want the uh, vintage three and three quarter, a little bit heartbreaking, but the tech and fee Pabu Bliss two pack <laughs> and get, get them to hang out a little bit. That would be great. I would love that. Uh, but for now, I, I did open my six inch. The Pabu dream set. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the happy ending. You'd be the, yeah, I could come with the, like the, yeah, the Malibu beach house with the, yeah, the, the, Pabu Bliss Hut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for now, I'm very happy. Tech is on my desk. Uh, he's probably going to stay here for a while. Mm. Out of the box, helmet on, blaster in hand, ready to make a difference, uh, ready to do some uh, analyzing and reporting. Mm. Very, very happy for that. Uh, final thing that jumped out to me is, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about really feeling feeling the pain of like, but I like spending time with this character. I like spending time with the banter between them all. I would love a bad batch video game. Mm, It doesn't even have to be that, you know, like just imagine just running around doing basic missions. Mm -hmm. We've got, you know, 800 funny different lines recorded between Wrecker and tech and, uh, you know, just a a myriad of Hunter groans and sighs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Omega being excited by everything she sees. Uh, It would be bliss. That'd be great. Even just one of those old classic video games of movies, right? Just even if you're just doing the first two seasons in a game form or something or get to the oh. end of the little show, you know? Oh, I'm on, yeah. I'm on the Camino level. I can't get out. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'm how did they get out in the show? I forget. Yeah, yeah. I forget. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to capture Moochie right now. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to play the crosshair level where he has to go fishing in all the months it takes before the Empire picks him up. <laughs> Great times indeed. Uh, well, that is our big look at the season finale of Bad Batch. Ken, where can people find us? Hey, you can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram as well. Uh, Facebook, Force Center Podcast. Hive Social, if you're over there at Force Center. Uh, you can find the podcast in a lot of spots. Acast uh, is our home, but Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tune in, and a whole lot more. Don't forget, we are on YouTube. Some of you might be listening to these rebroadcasted podcast episodes, but we have a lot of original content, figure fights, reels and more things on the way including a wonderful essay that joseph put out a while ago when we didn't know this was happening but it's a tribute to tech check it out on our youtube channel uh you can also support us directly at patreon.com slash four center get merch at tpublic at tpublic.com slash user slash four center follow me at cat knapsack or go to my website kenapsack.com joseph where can they follow you yeah, you can find me on all the social media, Instagram, uh, Mastodon. I'm still on Twitter, uh, trying to be somewhat productive there. Uh, my handle everywhere is at Joseph Scrimshaw, so check that out. And you can also go to my YouTube channel and uh, check out all of my uh, comedy bits and short films that are up there. Like Ken said, uh, we have, uh, for right now, we wanted to wait to, to, to tweet out that tech essay I did, uh, but we did put it as the uh, the featured video on our page if you're a new subscriber or a returning subscriber. So if you haven't checked that out and wanted to, that is right there on the front of the Force Center YouTube page. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for tech, it is time to say the Bad Batch Report has concluded. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.